Get enough of Keanu, the internet's premier Keanu Reeves podcast, in which we explore the filmography of that great, ageless, enigmatic Canadian actor, movie by movie. I'm Patrick Willems. I'm Jacob Robinson Torpy. I'm Matthew Russell Torpy. Hi. And Hello. and that's it. That is the first time you two have uttered your last. Oh, sorry, your middle names. On this on the, podcast. On the new podcast, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're still... Hardcore Heartnet listeners probably it. know our middle names, though. We like to reveal ourselves slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that you, you build an image of us pixel by pixel. <laughs> yeah. With every little drop of knowledge. And it keeps people coming back for more, slavering for more. <laughs> Ew, I hate the word slavering. Yeah, me too. I hate bated breath, too. <laughs> yeah, bated breath is not a good one. Because you know what it sounds like. <gasps> yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> St- Jake, stop it! They're gonna isolate that clip. See, <laughs> put it over your. You dumb also face. hate the sound of it. Yeah, you I don't like it. I don't actually don't know what it sounds like. It's like with bated breath. Oh my god! I watched this movie recently called <laughs> "Tell It to the Bees," and it stars uh, Anna. That? It stars Anna Paquin and uh-huh. somebody else, and it's um, it's like a lesbian romance movie set in the 1950s, I think. But like oh, the amount, about this. yeah, the amount of time there were just scenes of Anna Paquin and this other actress looking at each other, just going, <gasps> yeah, it's like, like anime levels. And I was like, breathing. nobody actually. I've never, who nobody actually does that Wait, weird breathy noise when, when they're made? looking at just this year. Just, oh, so it's new. Yeah, it's a brand new movie, and you can catch it in theaters. Brand spanking new movie. Yeah, wow. tell it Wait, to the bees. Did you see it in theaters? Um, yes, I did. I saw it in the Angelica. <laughs> Um, oh, there's such a good ring. John Early bit too about uh, yeah. food acting as a thing. Yeah, where it's just like people like never finishing chewing and like talk like, mm, no, that's good. Like, <laughs> like gesticulate. I don't know. Like just doing weird shit that's like using the food in an actory way, and everyone else would just be like swallow and like or wait or I don't know or, no. or belch probably more often than you normally hear. People just sort of like. I don't coughing know. Or, I mean, like Matt here, you know, he's a yeah. a classic frequent belcher. Oh yeah. yeah, one beer and I and banana and IPA in. Listen, you get the booze, you get the potassium for your muscles. Yeah, because you and definitely hit the gym earlier. That, that's, that's the Matt formula. <laughs> that's the cla- that was two beer things. And banana. Gym the, banana IPA IPA. That's the Matt diet. GBI. Guaranteed GBI. Guaranteed to get you jacked up. <laughs> right, and that's another reference. Oh my god. Guaranteed to jack you up. You exactly. Know what ha- you know what uh, happens at the end of the movie? Tell it to the bees. I I, I have spoiler well, wait, alert. Wait, wait, ahead. wait. Are there bees involved? Oh, are there? <laughs> and guess what happens with the bees? Is it a my girl situation? Actually, pretty close. Except a little bit more fantastical. Um, Spoilers for Tell It to the Bees. Yeah, sorry if anybody yeah. was but if waiting with bated breath for oh, yeah. <laughs> the film Tell It to but the if Bees. If you have a problem with that, you can tell it to the freaking bees, my friend, because Jake's about to spoil it. A movie it. chock full of bated breathing. Um, a little a little kid, uh, the main actress whose name I'm forgetting, she... Oh, wait, so it's not Anna Paquin? It's not Anna Paquin, it's the other one. I'll I'm forgetting her name. She was. They were honestly both really good. But there's, a, there's this crazy scene where her ex-husband busts into the house looking for his son who ran away from home. Um, and obviously 
this guy can't handle the fact that his former wife is now starting up a lesbian relationship. Um, it's just a big no-no at the time. But he gets so mad. Oh, it's Holiday Granger. Holiday Granger, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Not so, to be confused with Hermione, her sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets mad, and then he um, like he's like, blah, 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 my son can't be around you. How will he know how to be a man? Around, you know? yeah, and then yeah. it slowly turns into like an aggressive rape scene. And then so the little boy, he's outside and there's a bunch of bees in boxes, you know, like the, what are those called? Bee boxes? Um, bee boxes. Bee yeah. boxes. <laughs> and the little kid, Apiary. the little kid uh, shakes the bees and he goes, come on guys, come on. And then the bees literally bust out of the roof of the boxes and fly through the cracked open window upstairs where his mom is now getting like attacked by his dad and the bees literally sting the dad out of the house like the kid sends the bees to save the day for him they're highly it's, trained attack what? bees and and the wait yeah. is this movie good no <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad yeah, it's not. it has really good intentions but it's preposterous wow it's i'm looking it up now it's directed by annabelle jankel yeah yeah uh who i'm uh, what? Holy shit! Do you know what she directed? No. Oh my god! No. What did she direct? The Ninja Turtles. Hey. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, Matt, yeah. that's pretty close. Hell yes. Sonic the Hedgehog. No, no, no! Don't tell me Super Mario Bros. Yes. It is. Yes. Oh yes. my god! Yeah. This movie is just the furthest thing away from Super Co-director Mario Bros. of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Does that mean she's part of the people that made he- Max, Max Headroom? Headroom. Yes. Wow, that's what a fucking bizarre Holy shit. career. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at her filmography. Uh, this is the first. <laughs> this is the first movie she's made since Super Mario. <laughs> 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 oh she's God. made other stuff. Just struggling for decades. Well, she's, has she produced stuff? But this is her first foray. Seat back in back, back in the director's. Let's seat. tell another story. <laughs> the last one was so good. Honestly, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers destroyed my career for thirty years or whatever. No, and also, it, honestly, Super Mario Brothers movie is great. You, yeah, yeah. Matt's the number yeah. one defender of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's yeah. been a minute since I seen it. I, I don't remember it. Yeah, it's good. It's um, I would love to watch it again. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's like I would love to see that. Film I'm, again. I'm looking at her filmography, and uh, she here? directed twenty three episodes of a show called Live from Abbey Road. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, which just seems to be like a a British music performance show. Yeah. And then she made Tell It to the Bees. <laughs> hey, man. All right. Look. So that's a quick plug for Tell It to the Bees. <laughs> We're going to talk about John Wick 3 Parabellum. Yeah, that's true. We are talking yeah. about that instead. Wait. Yeah. Okay. So they just announced John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. A couple days ago. That's right. And uh, Which is out- kind of a spoiler because he- the movie just came out. And if you're telling people John Wick 4 is out, you're already kind of giving away that John Wick isn't going to die at the end of this movie, which honestly was a spoiler for me because I was assuming this would be a just tightly buttoned up trilogy, which it's now obviously not. Wait, did you really think it would be? I thought maybe, yeah. I was hoping. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they would just end the John Wick stuff or maybe then just do like a, you know, the John Wick Assassin's World spinoff TV show that I wouldn't uh, watch. Yeah. Yeah. A a couple months ago or whatever, I, I... Keanu said in some interview, like, I'll keep making these as long as, like, if people keep I know he's them. spoiling the movie himself yeah, doing that. Exactly. Keanu. I, so, yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I, since, since these movies are, you know, they're, how best to put this? What um, is word? 
They're right? gone. Men in black. Nice men These in movies black. are gone. <laughs> yeah. I, because of, like the primary focus is you know is d- delivering like the pure joy of watching the action and yeah. like they're action driven, not story driven. Like I yeah. enjoy the stories in them, but like that's not why people go see them. Mm-mm. I do, I would be <laughs> I shocked so. if he died at the end, especially because. You know, he's just constantly trying to escape this world of violence and, like, find some semblance of, like, at peace. Yeah. And right. so I'm like, to kill him would be a weirdly bummer move. Well, it would he be... He needs to die. He does need to Jake die. Jake and I were, like, low-key just, like, he should kill himself. Seriously. During the third one. This we're, is, like, um... It's like any big action franchise with like the main character and there's always mayhem and destruction following them past a certain number of movies You realize like because of them so many people are now dead that it's like they'd have been better off killing themselves in the first movie Honestly, Ethan Hunt's a good example. Yeah, like if he really didn't want people to die He would probably just needed to have uh, murked himself the ultimate utilitarian solution (laughs) The trolley problem of his own life is that he just pulled a switch of uh, that would be a trigger and a gun in his head And John Wick has less going for him at but home, he, he just try- wants to remember his he wife. He's trying to save people. Like Ethan Hunt is trying yeah. to prevent death. Yeah, Ethan That's Hunt true. is very like he's in a, a little big, more proactive. profoundly more intense way, failing his <laughs> own goal. John Wick doesn't give a fuck. I mean, John Wick is just trying not to die himself. Yeah. That's right. true. In That's the process, just what it is. He's, he's just killing he, he's thousands of people. Yeah. Like, he's never cared about killing other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's I been mean, his that, whole job. That, that's been his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, the Baba Yaga. Wicka, wicka. Yeah. yeah, and so anyway, by the way, uh, spoilers for this movie, but because uh, I, I want to talk about, <laughs> I'm gonna he doesn't up, die. I'm gonna bring up the final scene right now. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that's part it. of why I'm excited for the fourth one. Also, I'll just watch these movies forever, and I will watch the Continental TV show. Oh, and, I uh, I can't wait for the fourth movie. I mean, they. I feel like this third one, they finally are hitting a stride that I enjoy. Yeah, I like mean, the movie is so ridiculous and silly, and and I actually kind of love that it's getting sillier and sillier as it goes. Yeah. I mean, I part of like when I saw this one, I was like, "What do you even do for a fourth one?" They like, give them more money. That's it. Just they need more money to do bigger set pieces. Yeah, yeah. but I but fifty million dollars, such a tiny amount of money for I know, this movie. But well, but I'm excited about the fourth one because. Yeah. The way this one leaves off, it's setting up like it, it's kind of a return. Like it, it's setting up for the fourth movie to return to Jafar. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yago the parrot's gonna have three songs. Baba oh Yago. my god. Bob, Baba, Baba Yago, Yago the parrot. Do you, think it, do, do you guys think I can discreetly eat pad thai? I <laughs> uh, I don't know, buddy. I t- turn your microphone far away from it. Yeah. Um. We'll keep talking. Yeah, but so... I'm but, a, I can do it. But, <laughs> I'm a professional, man. Okay, go for it, Matt. But the setup for the fourth movie is a return to the more classic revenge narrative of right. the first one. Like, uh, the first one is... It's so pure and simple. It's just John wants revenge. He's yep. just on this very simple, like, you know, quest with a very clear goal. Yeah, kill some punk ass. Right, and then the second one is kind of like... You know, he gets kind of lured back in and he's like has to like do this job against his will and then he has to like fight for his own survival and then he kind of gets revenge again. It's it's not it, the like emotional through line isn't quite as simple and and clear. And then the third one it, it uh I think this one has like a, a more interesting like a uh, emotional through line yeah. than the second one because you do get to that point where he's actually wondering, like, what is, what am I even existing for? Yeah. What am I, <laughs> what am I doing? Right. I but, don't know what I'm doing with, with my, my life. life. 
That's a great Keanu. You could go impression. into male modeling, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then by the end of, of this one, it's yeah. like he he uh he has more of a reason to exist again, and he has like a like very clearly like he knows who he wants revenge on. Oh yeah, I but mean this movie is, sets you up for the ultimate revenge movie. Coming yeah, out. I want to see the high table. Me too. <laughs> I I feel like uh, we think that it was Winston that played John, but actually John it was a he was doing the long con. He used he knew the whole time Winston would betray him, but he wanted to force his hand into doing it by having him betray the high table by killing that Italian guy so that he could have a new reason to be mad and want to keep fighting and being John Wick because yeah. the power the potency of his wife's memory was starting to fade and he was realized he wasn't as pissed and focused anymore. Yeah, we already established the weird future John Wick who like needs to watch puppies getting injured videos yeah, on YouTube just, like, just to yeah, psych himself just be, up before fights. Well, because like he yeah, like we were saying the analogy to like Michael Jordan this person who is pathologically competitive which you kind of see in the third one too even where like for the first time I think you see him get pissed about his abilities mm -hmm. instead of like just pissed at people trying to kill him. He like, he's getting beat up by all the people that are attempting to, uh, to murder him. And you can see him get annoyed that he's like a little older and a little slower. Which and it's just good. like, it's like, yeah, it's just like, you just see him start yelling at himself. Like he's about to hit himself in the face and be like, <laughs> come on, John, John. And, and you also get, uh, one of the things I really like about this movie is just that you, he has the sense of celebrity, and so like like a lot of the people trying to kill him are also just like fans of his. Yeah, right. And uh, and so he's basically going. I mean, again, kind of bringing like like the Michael Jordan analogy. It's you know it, it's as if what it must have been for like Michael Jordan to be in like playing like the 1997 season while yeah. these kids who grew up with like Michael Jordan posters on their walls, like wearing his jersey, are now playing him. Right. Yeah. And he's probably just like. I just want to win and get one more championship and then get out of here. And they're like, Michael, Michael, we get to play you. Like, yeah. like, you can't win. Like, Me and you, all... we're the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, we're not. No, we're not. But they're also literally dunking on him. Yeah. And like, he is legitimately pissed and threatened. Yeah. Somebody, somebody said that. I forget. It was like a review I read somewhere, but I, lo I love the analogy that the movie was like an analogy. It was an analogy for toxic fandom. Yeah, I, and a man I, trying to like just escape from the paparazzi continuously, and right. fans that are berating him, and just what it's like to be the most unonymous person on the planet. I mean, feels like a stretch. But looking yeah. for anonymity, no, no an see an enemy. Yeah, yeah, looking I, for see an enemy. I, I, I mean, I, I just I can't stop thinking. It's like only it is a bit of a stretch. It's only kind of related, but I can't <laughs> stop thinking of one of my favorite shots in this movie. Is it's in like the sort of climactic battle yeah. in the the office of with all the glass. Oh yeah. When he just gets kicked through like seven <laughs> glass cases in one take. Pat, it's so funny. This is what I mean when I'm this saying is, this is the funniest ver of the three movies oh, yeah. so you're far. Kind of, it's getting so good. You're kind of way. wrung out by the end, so yeah. like it's like that weird kind of hysterical laughter. Kind yeah. of like when we, like people not not similarly, but uh, people started laughing at um Damn, what's the what's the freaking Leo DiCaprio movie where he's Revenant? The Revenant. Oh, the Revenant. Yeah. Where like I remember just like crossing some threshold where he was just being so brutalized by nature and the elements oh, no, that so people like people and me all started cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know the exact moment you're talking about. I mean, when he I didn't falls see, down the horse off the yeah. Yeah, I didn't yep. see it with and you, then, but I remember when it happened to me because this guy has the worst luck in the world. He yep. just healed his leg. 
And, and so, and he, he finds a horse, and he steals a horse. But then, uh oh, the whole tribe of Native Americans who right. the horse belongs to—they're all chasing after him now. And uh oh, <laughs> then he falls off a cliff. Right, and, and then, then he, he has just to crawl, screaming into his horse's own guts. And then he, yeah, and then he 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 does a sort of Ace Ventura when nature calls. And takes off all his clothes to stay in the guts of his horse. He just ate a big piece of liver that he didn't even like. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, the, the only sustenance he had had. Yeah. And of course, the difference is that The Revenant is like one of the most self-serious movies of, of yes. Oh all my God. Time. If Inuritu saw that people were laughing at those ones, he'd probably fall to his knees weeping. He'd just be running around the theater. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. I, right. I mean, like, you can. No. <laughs> Honestly, like, imagine. Spitting water at us. Imagine Inuritu making John Wick. Uh, I can't. I can't do it. I'm, oh my god! I'm sure it would look beautiful. I mean, it already looks great. It would be one shot. It would, the every, whole movie. Every action scene would be one shot. It would cost like two hundred million dollars yeah. because doing one of these action scenes in a single take would be absurd. Yeah. But then also, he it would just be like um all about trying to like drive home how profound John's suffering is. Yeah. And 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 he'd just be having like. He he wouldn't just be content to look at photos of his wife. He would just Kiss be the having like a little a, bit, a, like the, the movie off. would be three hours long. He would yeah. just be having like five minute dream sequences oh, of yeah. his wife all the time. That's more Coron's thing, right? No, that's more Inuritu. Uh, I guess Coron does a lot of dreamy stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, they, I, they they go down the ladder of pretension from Inuritu to Quaron to Del Toro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're and, right. Uh, they get less less on their high horse. That's true. You know, yeah. in that order. Right. And hey, and this movie is shot by a Del Toro cinematographer. And I, yeah. I actually I, I learned a thing recently about because uh, Daniel Lauston shot chapters two and three, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently because uh, Jonathan Stella shot the first movie, and mm-hmm. then uh, he went off with David Leach to do Atomic Blonde. And uh, and the uh, what was it? Uh, Chad Stahelski really wanted uh, Lawson because he had just seen the trailer for Crimson Peak and yeah. was like, "That looks cool. I Does want I want that guy." <laughs> and he was going to do another movie with Del Toro. And then as soon as apparently that that movie fell apart, and Del Toro just like like immediately called him up and was like, "I am giving you my cinematographer. Like he he's like he's coming to you. He's he's going to make your movie." I Can love I Del Toro. Him, I have a summary judgment that I just thought of though. I realized it. that this is my least favorite John Wick movie. Really? And it, ha- but it has my some of my favorite moments, or it had like some of the set pieces are my favorite that they've ever done. Hmm. But overall, this is the like movie my least is a complete one. entity. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, I have I've heard this so rarely. Hmm. It's um, but uh, why? Why? <laughs> well, because I mean. I don't know how to like elaborate this like pithily, but like um, no, <laughs> do it could it, just be like I had more fun watching the other two. Do this it movie, pithily. this movie like tired me out in a way that the others didn't, and then there were stretches of like almost like just mind numbing, nauseating violence to me. Mm-hmm. Not, and I'm and I am I have a pretty big like I was gonna say I this. have a healthy appetite for just mindless <laughs> violence and gunplay and stuff. Like I have I don't have a lot of moral ethical qualms with. Almost anything in movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's more just like numbing, and uh, and I had said like basically during our conversation about John Wick two, I just personally just seeing where it's going with like the the lore and the world building. Um, you're. I just I felt that pull as you were describing between narrative, which comes second to the action. 
And like I still appreciated some of like the technical feats of the stunt work and the action stuff. It was like amazing, but um it just felt like baggier and, and less focused and there were things I didn't care about that that I had to be forced to pay attention to. I I know what you mean, and I share some of those issues. Uh for me I'm I definitely like it more than the second movie, mm. and uh, and I, it, it's sort of battling it out with the first one for me. So right. my my biggest issue with it uh, is actually, and I, I think it's about like the sort of like numbing violence. Is I think there are two uh, shootout like gun focused sequences that yep. go on too long. I think we all agree because me and Jake we're, were talking about this too. The Holly Berry sequence, yeah, and then, yeah. And, and the thing is, uh. The Halle Berry one, which has great stuff in it, like all the dog stuff, I think rules. Yeah, I think like, it's just a new feature that you haven't seen before. When the dog runs up the wall, it's amazing. Yeah, awesome. um, anytime they're not using guns, really, is when they get creative. Yeah, and then yeah. John Wick Three is so front loaded with all of the good stuff that I like. I heard somebody refer to it as I think like Keanu was calling it weapons of opportunity. Yeah. Is how he called the fighting in this movie. Right. He's like, that's like, the only time we're using... I'll give me more stuff like yeah. using a book as a fulcrum to break a giant's neck. Like Richard like, Keel's son. Yeah. Is who and that and then like. uh, there's the, the shootout in the... Jackie con- Chan style. Right. And the shootout oh, in the yeah. Continental also... Uh, it And yeah. it goes on longer than it needs to. And That one I didn't mind as much because that whole gun sequence, ha- I felt like had a funny two-parter to it. He comes out with inadequate weapons. Mm-hmm. And then has to fight, and then that's drawn out and prolonged, and he's exhausted and tired, and he goes back in. Um, what's the concierge desk guy's name again? Uh, Character? He, he doesn't actually have a name. So he goes back well, in with the desk. Lance, Lance Reddick. Reddick. Lance Reddick, Reddick yeah. yeah. They go back in, and they're like, okay, we need like heavier duty bullets, because <laughs> these guys have armor on their faces right. everywhere. Yeah. And then they come back out, and then you have this chunky gun battle where now they're just blasting dudes <laughs> and their guts are flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. It takes off half a guy's head. Yeah. yeah. Also the underwater thing is really cool. Yeah that but, was but they it, all look like the Stig. What's that? He's from Top Gear. He's the masked rider. I've never played it. I'm sorry I've never watched it. I'm a Philistine. It's okay. But oh, it's okay but I am mad. But I am mad. <laughs> no, I don't I'm, know. I'm very I'm sorry. Big I can bite. Uh, <clears throat> my having seen the movie twice, I can really clearly lay out what the issue is with those scenes and yeah. why the shootouts in the first movie don't share that issue. Okay. Besides the fact that they're just overlong? Uh yeah. Okay. Because um in the first movie, in all the shootouts, uh there is always a very clear goal. Uh, there's either a, a set number of guys that he has to take out, like in the house uh, fight or shootout, like when you know they all come to his house to kill him. Yeah. Like they're, they establish right at the beginning, like, here's how many guys there are. So you yep. know he has, has to like take them all out. Right, yeah. And um, either that or in the red circle scene at the club, uh, when he's, uh, he's there and he has a specific goal. It's not kill everybody it's get to yosef who he's trying to kill he's like right. hunting and in each of these scenes there isn't a clear uh objective to them other than like i guess get out or like kill all the people and so and they just keep showing up and they keep showing up and so so there's the thing is there's no sense of progress right as i uh, going through it it's like it could end at any point and we'd be just like okay i guess it's over now yeah, uh, yeah. like it, it, yeah, we don't true. know where it's going and um and the other fight scenes because like every other action scene in the movie I love yeah. like so much 
and uh and with all of them there is all like it's always very clear it's like we know how many guys there are that he has to take out and get through it mm-hmm. and um and so there's always like progress going through it and it's not just like like shooting 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 and um, and dog, then eventually it's over dog sometimes right yeah. well and, well the holly berry scene in particular as well just the whole reason for the ensuing gunfight felt a little forced just because we had just met Holly Berry's character and we knew that she had a passionate attachment to her daughter who is now in some kind of like assassin's witness protection program some, or whatever, something yeah. that John like set up for them. So, so we know can. that they have this deep connection and she owes John a favor. But like, I don't know, we didn't like quite establish that she loved her dogs that intensely. <laughs> and so when she does like this whole like, now we're going to murder mm-hmm. every single armed member of this room like of hundreds the, of people from a guy that we're about to help just because he was like i want your dog just felt all of a sudden like oh okay i guess we're doing this and then suddenly we watch this scene where it's just they murder people until it stops it felt like a wave of nazi zombies or something when right. you're playing it, call it, of it duty felt like, what did it feel like it felt a little bit like uh i was watching the movie version finally of just one of the action set pieces in uh that naughty dog video game oh uh the uh the last of us no the Uncharted? Uncharted. Yeah. I just felt like it's, it, it felt like I could just be playing right. Uncharted. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just killing a bunch of goons <laughs> yep. and taking cover and running around. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I mean, I. In like Morocco or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Casablanca. And, like, I'm also just down for any movie going to Casablanca. Same thing in like Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah. It's like when they go to Casablanca, I'm like, great. Yeah. Just like, like uh, every movie just, you know, g- g- travel go, there. Go. It's, just a, it's just a cool location. Yeah. But I, I do love the, like, um, <laughs> just the 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 setup to that action scene, just because the exchange of like he shot my dog and John just going, I get it. Yeah, that is a <laughs> funny line. Yeah, it it it's just I mean like both times I saw it, the audience just like everyone applauded that line <laughs> because <laughs> John like loves dogs. Well, he doesn't. He, thing is, he doesn't actually. No, love he dogs. likes dogs. He's kind of, he likes what they represent. He's kind of fallen into liking dogs. Yeah. Because, remember, yeah. The insane thing about these movies is they all take place over like a week. I forgot John about that, Week. and then there was a scene in the movie. Where, <laughs> John Week. Um, uh, there was a scene in the movie where somebody mentioned that it was like I don't know. He just killed some like Russian punks a week and a half ago, and I was like, oh right, yeah. These movies have taken place over the course He's of never laid four down. years of my life. He hasn't <laughs> gone to the bathroom. Is, he hasn't laid down and taken a nap. He yeah. hasn't eaten a sandwich. He <laughs> is just running around. He is wearing the same suit. He's for wearing so the same long. suit. It's probably so fucking ripe in there. I know so much duty in. I his love that pants. he's even like. Walking through the desert in a full yeah. suit, and he, he doesn't even take off his tie. No, and a big old and a big old bottle full. You think of he's Halle gonna Berry look bad spit. about it? Yeah. Also, Nuh-uh. John fucking chops off his finger. Oh yeah, which is yeah intense. That yeah, that we were once again that he a laugh know, from we, the audience. Yeah, we didn't. We were wondering if he didn't because he gives him his ring, his wedding ring. We didn't know if John Wick just was. Weirdly unable to figure out how to take it off because he because he, so, he was so dehydrated, he was so like delirious. He just thought he had to chop his own finger like, off. I to think get it, it comes off the other way. Here this it is. <laughs> I know the 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 guy that's above the high table is like, whoa, what damn, damn, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude. Oh, I used to chisel your name this. in the table. Yeah. Oh, I, oh fuck, dude. You need to like I nap. You did it. Yeah, nap and have a glass of water. I know. Dude. So then he just doesn't have a finger. I also, like, uh, both times I've seen it, I just forgot to look for, like, his missing finger. I had it, I kept it in my sights for a decent amount of time. Did they correctly, like, CG it out? 
I think so. It, I, mean, I don't remember seeing okay, any. Here's like, his fingies I mean, back I, for one shot. Once I'm, the once that basketball team of buses of you know like people rolled up to from the high tables yeah. whatever mercenary army I, I stopped paying attention because yeah right. but he strategically like, cut off his ring finger so it wouldn't be like too noticeable his trigger finger or whatever yeah like, it's not, it's not yeah. gonna be in the way yeah and uh, it's also, symbolic like the wedding band right exactly I mean, it's that's, a synecdoche. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, we sometimes we do, we do some brain exercise on this podcast. Yeah, but I uh, I call it getting brained. Oh, is that uh, our is that our new segment on the getting on, on this podcast? Yeah, getting brained. With that. <laughs> Beautiful it's just new me segment. saying a word that I probably read on my like Garfield calendar. Yeah. <laughs> the fans are gonna love. I read it sometimes. Corrugated. I read a... <laughs> Wait, so so Matt, for future reference, so that we can bring back this segment in every Means episode. Oh yeah, uh, getting brain with Matt. So what what <laughs> is like our, our segue into getting getting brained with Matt? Like getting brain with Matt. No, it's I like mean, a bumper. Like, but like 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 oh. what is getting brained with Matt about? Like like why do we <laughs> like why do we switch into getting brained with Matt? <laughs> well, actually, I have a good re- I have a good thing for uh, the getting brain with Matt segment from this movie. Okay, it's a little phrase called amuse bouche. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, it means the uh, the entertained mouth, <laughs> and it is a small, single bite hors d'oeuvre. Don't look at me with that amused bouche of yours. Yeah, <laughs> why don't you fair? Don't stop m- smiling. I hate amused bouches. Yeah, a, a bouche sans mousse. <laughs> Por favor. Listeners, you won't believe this, but Matt Torpy never actually took a French class. It, yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell. Bon pain, et pré à manger. Chaud, à manger. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Très bon. Très bien. Me? This is a good podcast. Um, yeah, it's Trey Bien. We. 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 John Wee. Uh, oh my god, this movie was so exciting. They should have called it John Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your pull quote for the advertising? No, no. I would have said they should have called this John Wick Chapter 3 Paramedic because your heart's going to fibrillate. Well, Somebody get the John Wick Chapter AED and defibrillate my heart. Okay, this is so exciting. Jake, stop it. All right. <laughs> Wow, that really fits. Okay, okay, okay. We've reached the first moment. Like, we reached many times in the last podcast where Jake is fired from the show. Fuck. All right. Look, I made it three episodes in. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. This is episode three. I had a good run. We haven't. uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is episode three. We haven't released this podcast yet. It has not gone public. So we're, we're still like, we're in this world of secrecy. Where no yeah. one knows that we're doing this. And I was talking to Matt it about feels this. feels naughty. Like, I think like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's our little secret. I, I just keep wanting to announce <laughs> this so, so bad. Secret. Because like in the past few weeks, mostly <laughs> just on like the press tour for John Wick 3. Yeah. We've reached this like this level of peak Keanu in terms of just like everyone like like realizing they had like like just how much they love Keanu. Ooh, and yeah. it's just like. And, uh, like, you know, whether it's interviews with him, like, going viral or just, like, you know, stories about him just, yeah. like, uh, just, like, popping up everywhere and just, like, everyone, like, remembering, like, oh, yeah, he is great. Yeah. Like, uh, answering questions about what happens to us after we die in a simple and profound way. Right. Like, I can't recall. What did he say? He said, uh, Stephen Colbert just, like, asked him jokingly at the end of the interview. He's like, hey, Keanu, what happens after we die? And then Keanu just goes, 
uh, I know that the people who love us will miss us. And then that's, that's it. It's that's, like a very sweet, like just not being, uh, not trying to make a joke about it or be cute or funny. He just says like this weirdly kind of nice and odd thing to just come out of blue from a, like a well, no, press a tour. Pla- from, a man plagued by tragedy. It sounds like a, the, the, well, the, yeah, right. No, he's not but, like, and it, well, he, he does also ha- has this like 20 years ago. He has this like, <laughs> let me get over it. Yeah. Fucking pussy. Keanu, come on. <laughs> Keanu, I apologize for, I apologize well, no, I just, for this. I don't mean come that that show. wasn't a tragedy. I just I mean, mean it's, I just, I just mean it's not like he like something horrific happened to him last year, you know? Right. Yeah. That's anyway, a good point. Anyway, it still sounds callous. Yeah. All, right, All I'm saying You're is bad. I'm so yeah. anxious to announce this show Shit. because uh, it, it it just like now is the perfect time for it. We kind of like just like fell into this because we decided yeah. on this a, oh, a while God. ago. Yeah, we tripped and, and fell. I, I want yeah. I want people to know. Also, I'm surprised how few people have actually guessed that it's Keanu. Yeah, people what guys, we idiots. Just, we should do the podcasting. We're like, guys, we're just we're so excited to share with you our new show. It's about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> There's gonna be so much good content, merch. So check it out. I just want to start using that cadence mugs. and like. The faux, oh, just like I can't yeah. even do it. I'm actually I'm physically ill, having just even fi- kind of done it. Well, <laughs> I feel nauseous now. Full I, of pad time. I am excited. I, I, I want hate, people to hear it. I hate that I realize this, but I can probably shift into that mode pretty easily. Yeah. Oh yeah, you a, got the switch as a broadcaster, as a professional YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I. Yeah, it's like I I don't speak in that cadence, but as I, a PYT, I know a professional I can do it. YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh, wait, no, that's merch. Because I'm a PYT professional YouTuber. <laughs> I'm putting that on shirts. Please mm. do. Yeah, yeah, but that documentary came out, so. Uh, oh yeah, maybe we don't have <laughs> references to pretty Michael young Jackson. thing has a whole different connotation now. Yeah, I want to love you, PYT. It, professional YouTuber. It is interesting just seeing uh, various places or like radio stations or just like, uh, d- just like who seems to just be unaware that that documentary came out and that like right. may- maybe it's not cool to like do like, ooh, we're going to do like a Ma- Michael Jackson medley now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember like the day the news came out, I went to like a coffee shop or something and yeah, like human nature was just playing. I was just like, hmm. And I'm I'm looked at, I just looked around at everybody. And I was like, anybody making a face? No. <laughs> Nobody. And they ripped our Ke- Kelly stuff off. Yeah. The, yeah, he's gone. The airwaves, not ripped off. But I'm, my question is, are there kids bop versions of Michael Jackson songs? Because that's extra funny. That's uh, a good question. Also, I will say, um, speaking maybe. of R. Kelly, I... <laughs> yeah? I, uh, last... <laughs> I, I think it was last week. Uh, so they did... They did uh, they recently did this re-release of the the four original Batman movies. Uh, yeah. It's the 30th anniversary of the 89 uh, movie. Nice. Oh, right. And I missed the first two because they were one day only. Oh, the two best ones. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, um, and <laughs> I just like tweeted about this. And then uh, Sadanth, our guest from last episode, kind of jokingly said to me, Hey, I'll do Batman and Robin with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if you do it, I'll do it. Is that, uh, That's the Mr. Freeze one? Yes. And so we mm. went to see Batman and Robin on the I big screen you. last week. Uh, it is not as bad as its reputation. It, yeah. it, 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 it's not good, but it's. I had a pretty fun time. Like yeah. all the campiness that we all complained about for years. It's not like that was an accident. Like they were trying to be serious and failed. Like yeah, it, it just meant, offended people somehow. Well, you say we did way more post intensely. Nolan's Batman's. 
we got the gritty realism out of our system. Right. And then I, we realized that we were do, they were just doing like a 90s version of 60s Batman. I, I can see yeah. that being objectionable when you just want a faithful adaptation yeah. and this is all you're getting. Right. But yeah. now that we've gotten like a billion faithful comic book adaptations, you can look back at that and it's like, oh, wow, this filmmaker basically had like full like, like free reign and did a, a really wild, weird take on this character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, end credits of Batman and Robin... R. Kelly's song Gotham City plays. Did like, the audience groan? I uh, I think most people didn't notice. Well, first yeah, they played. I, I don't know if I would recognize also, that yeah. song. The uh, the Schumacher Batman movies have like weirdly great soundtracks. I mm-hmm. uh, like like the, uh, for I, example. Uh, so well on Batman Forever, <laughs> yeah. the big single that was even nominated for an Oscar, I think, made for the song uh, made for the movie is a U two song. And then, and like Kiss from a Rose is on the soundtrack, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and then Batman and Robin they got uh, Smashing Pumpkins to do like two big songs. Killer in me is a killer in you. That's the band, yeah, yeah. That is the band, <laughs> <laughs> not the song, but uh, they're also the, their most famous song. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. What song was it? Despite uh, all my rage. No, it's it's. It's a new song. It's a not Batman. Rat in a Cage by Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Rat in a Cage. Smashing uh, Pumpkins, but called. smashing the original part is part of Smash Mouth, and they're both, it's a mashup. <laughs> I actually really like More that. like Smashing Mouth. Ma- smashing Mouthkins. <laughs> Wait, why didn't Neil Cicerica call one of his mashup <laughs> albums Smash Mouth? Matt just made a bunch of S noises and then fizzled out. He was I like... like <laughs> I like weirdo. short-circuited like my what I wanted to say, and, I, and these were a snake for ten minutes. All right, that was so dorky. Anyway, um, I'm firing myself. The Batman Robin soundtrack yes. has two very good Smashing Pumpkins songs on it. Yeah, uh, and uh, and it also has. I know we're not supposed to say it, but Gotham City by R. Kelly is a good song. Yeah, but it was just weird to hear yeah. now, like be in this big movie theater. My heart's telling me no, but my body. <laughs> My body's over here. <laughs> yes, go to uh, Gotham City. I, uh, but but yeah, it's just weird to hear that song just blasting out of the speakers. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was any- our point about that? Robert Kelly. Uh, we were talking about bubbles, the we've been chimpanzee. Ta- Exactly. <laughs> right. the yeah. No, we were talking. Wait, Jake, what is in your pocket? I just have notes on the movie. Yeah. Oh. I. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna like necessarily bring them right now. I, I was just, gonna say, should we go through this, look at this movie like, like. The, the story like point by point or do you want to share a note yeah well, uh, do you want to share with the class what you wrote uh well hold on i, I want to look at passing them. notes smash notes to your crush no <laughs> jake just writes mash notes to his wife to his oh, wife that's I, cute yeah, though that's I, cute and they, yeah and they say i love you just like, do you <laughs> like me you. circle yes or no do you like me maybe the most you know unconfident notes ever written to my own wife do you like me <laughs> I don't understand why she divorces you because of this. It's like yeah, what's she's wrong? Like, it's really, with you? it's really unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing? <laughs> okay, I do have a note that I'd like to bring up. Okay, Matt, you were talking about like your theory of what you think was going to happen, like in the uh, future John Wick movies. Here was my theory. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Here's what it is. Um, so, there's been a couple Matrix references in these movies. Wait, has there been more than one? Well. He uh, has the key maker help him out in the first movie. That's and a subtle Matrix reference. But just, just his presence. Same as Lawrence Fishburne. His presence. Lawrence Fishburne's presence. Yep. And we also have guns. Lots of guns. Lots of guns. Yeah. Also, I think we can look at that line as... Uh, 
a clear like reference point for how Keanu's voice has changed over time. Oh yeah, because I think uh, th- there are th- there's three distinct eras of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, there is like late '80s, early '90s. Yep. Uh, early uh, there's the Matrix period. Yep. Uh, through like the early to mid 2000s. And uh, and then the Wick, and Wick. then the Wick period. Let's call them yeah. cycles, like their poems. Cycles, yeah, the Keanu yeah. cycles. Um, we should, and we will, um, we will deep. get pull those audio waveforms and layer them on top of each other, and that will be available visually on the website. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've just because I've seen the Matrix like eight thousand times. Uh, I just the way he his delivery of that line also weird trivia about the matrix they in the trailer for that movie they use a different take of him saying guns lots of guns than is in the actual movie interesting uh because Hmm. in the movie he has this this funny delivery where it's like guns lots of guns it goes up on the on the lots and uh but in john mc3 he says it more definitively just like guns guns. (laughs) lots of guns guns lots of guns (laughs) (laughs) yeah just I steal funny. my bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I got the laugh. Did. Damn it, bitch. It sounded all very serious. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. So anyways, my theory I is I didn't this. like the dog thing, by the way. That dog laugh line in the fight. I didn't find it as funny as like... Which, um, which line? She's like, they shot my dog. And he's like, I get it. It's like... What? I thought that was... Whole, I, I laughed heartily. Yeah, I gave a you're, sour You're, you're look. looking at two raffle copters over okay, here. Okay, wait, that finish no, your theory I, about that. I mean, the, because he did all the stuff for a dog in the I, first I movie. I mean, don't think I don't understand. It's like, Matt, let me explain. <laughs> let I, me explain humor to you. Oh, God. So you I see, it. it's, uh, it's using our knowledge of a prior <laughs> event from an yeah. earlier film, and we remember that. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Now so, do you get it? So he had... And she doesn't know about... A, she doesn't that that he underst- that he cares so much about dogs. Yes, yeah. and so so she, she doesn't understand the weight no. of what he's saying. And I can tell you, you're you're starting to laugh now thinking about it, right? It's, like, it's pretty again? funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's, come, it's belated, but I am. <laughs> What's your theory about the? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, Jake, say you're the, your um, thing. Um. Okay. Start. In a nutshell, he's gonna try and take down the high table, right? So he's teaming up with Morpheus to go. Tear this table down. We don't know who is on the high table yet. We haven't seen him. Carrie Ann Moss? Hugo Weaving? It's Hugo Weaving. And, and, uh. (laughs) 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 No, no. I was, no, I wasn't gonna say Hugo Weaving. I was gonna say they, they slowly work their way to the high table and then they end up in the architect's room. (laughs) Like they work their way so high up that they're in the matrix again. And it's just the Matrix. And it links everything? Yeah, and it's going to link everything. Well, wow. <clears throat> like the Dark Tower series. Exactly. Have you seen the Is pictures that, from, <laughs> from the new Dark Tower series? No. They're going to do, oh, the TV show. Have you right, seen right, the new right. Dark Crystal pics? That, sorry, that sorry, link. sorry, sorry. I, I meant Dark Crystal. Oh. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, see it. No, I haven't seen the pics. Skeksis. Oh, no. The, Are they of Skeksis? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. L- like, and they Gelflings. look exactly, like, like, the puppets look exactly like you want them to look. Yeah. It's great. Cool. It's going to be limited 10, 10 episode, I think, run. Coming out August 30th. What is it, a Netflix? Whoa, you know so much more I'm about this than I thought. I'm fucking pumped about it, You got this it, Henson head over here. Yeah, a real Henson head. <laughs> yeah, there's two things you have to know about Matt. He loves Nino Cooney. He, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, three things. <laughs> yeah, okay. He loves Nino Cooney. I love Nino Cooney. <laughs> he loves Skeksis. <laughs> and he wants to die in Dune. Hashtag let Matt die in yes. Dune. Denny Villeneuve, look, you're making a two-parter. Uh, like, Come on, man. Put our boy Matt in your movie. <laughs> 
Let they're, me be part fil- of the. I, you can make me a Sarda car, like one of those weird masked troops or something. I don't even have to have my face be involved. Yeah. If that's a problem for you. Yeah, just like in a wide Denise, shot, like, Matt gets blown up in the background. If you like looked up, you actually got our message, looked up a picture of me and went, look at this dopey motherfucker. <laughs> no way. No way. All of my Fremen need to look Yeah, rad. Right. I'm 10 times more handsome than Timothée Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my big theory. That's actually a pretty good theory. The Honestly, dude, Timothée, you ugly. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Shots fired. Oh. It's called negging, guys. I'm going to get it. Oh, Team Timote. So you want to let you want to let that hang or do yeah. you want to let me hang with you? Wow. T- Timote. You're we're just dropping bombs in this podcast. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I'm not. <laughs> Wait, you know what's what I just realized that's really great? What? What's this that? is going to be like our most popular episode just because it's about a popular new movie. Hell yeah. So this is the one that the most people will listen to and then probably decide never to return. Yeah. You're, I don't know, I'm eating a mic. Um. God damn it. <laughs> Thick, syrupy chicken pad thai. It's pad thai if people really wanted to get involved. Um. No, it's Pat time for shutting Matt down. <laughs> turn his knob, Pat. Get his get his mic lower. Don't you turn the knob. Get him out of here. The, the thing Fade about, him out. The thing about turning Matt's mic down is... My knob? Uh, <laughs> turn is, Matt's knob. I did it once before on We yeah. Heart Heart Knit while we were all singing The Scientist by Coldplay. Oh, I remember that. And... Uh, and good time. <laughs> Another good episode. <laughs> One of our best episodes. But I turned Matt's mic down as I sang, Now they can only hear me. And, I, and I'm like, Now it just feels like like lazy to do it without singing. And so I'm just like, mm. I, like you, I can never, turn, to set, I can never yeah. turn Matt's mic down because I'm, I, I have to like have a moment as, as that I'm as proud yeah. of as that one. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, I mean, and I'll look, never I, give you I that peaked moment. on, on just in my podcasting career with that moment in that episode. Oh yeah. So next time, next time we break into song, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But it, well, here's the question though. Mm. Is there a Keanu movie with a Coldplay song? Because we will find don't out. don't know. As yeah. everyone we knows, know. we can only sing Coldplay songs and and Smash Mouth songs. Uh, chances are the best bet for that is the Lake House. Oh, I would have guessed Sweet November. Good, good second one. Sweet November yeah. has Sweet Enya. November. <gasps> uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Only time? Yeah, I believe. Right? I haven't seen it. Once Keanu becomes uh, unlocked from his square businessman Ooh. viewpoint and, also and learns to live, also known as the 9/11 song. <clears throat> Really? Oh, okay. No, okay. What? No, let me be clear. Because um, what they were all listening to as they crashed the planes into the towers. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Ooh, okay. No. Here's what I meant. Um, that song was re- it, it was released before I think, but like the year before 9/11. But for some reason, uh, after 9/11, that song like like that album started selling like crazy, and that song blew up on the radio. Whoa. Did Enya do it? That's- <laughs> oh no, an Enya truther. Enya did 9/11. I'm gonna be the world's only Enya truther. <laughs> Honestly, was it really Enya, or was it the United States government? Was it Enya or W? <laughs> okay, wait. I take back everything. I, I take back everything I said. This is our best episode. Who can say okay. where the road goes? Who oh. can say what the melting? Point okay. Of steel beams <laughs> <is>. <laughs> oh man. Jesus. All right. All right. What were we saying though? 
Um, oh, freaking oh. John Wick three. No, I'm ta- I'm, I'm, I'm reading Paramecium. I'm reading uh, from the the Wikipedia article about the Enya song only time. Oh God, okay, okay, okay. I, all right. I, I and then con- after this, I want to confirm my my nine eleven fact. This is Matt's okay. brain corner again. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, 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 yeah. There it is. The song was also featured in the soundtrack of the motion picture Sweet November. Ah, following good memory. Uh, following the September two thousand one attacks, sales of the album and its lead single Only Time skyrocketed. Mm. What? After it was used by several radio and television networks in their coverage and mm. aftermath of the attacks. Wow. As a result, Only Time, which had been released a year earlier, mm-hmm. climbed to number 10. Takes that long to get the, that plan going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're wrong with this theory. Guys, the facts as a result, are Only Time climbed to number 10 on the Billboard Hot One single chart. <laughs> Is Okay, just can, under All Star. <laughs> worth it. Can you imagine an Enya song being one of like being like a top ten radio hit now on like pop radio? Well, no, I mean it's it it's, it's so weird. It All sounds I'm like saying. it just became because of the association with the press coverage, just like like it's like the the, we need the number a one trauma song to like set montage healing to. song. Yeah. Right. Okay, wait, guys, serious. Never what? waste a good crisis. Exactly. Winston so. Churchill and Qui Bono. Serious question. Follow Very the money. Good. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite Enya song? It's the is that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's the two. Orinoco flow. That's that's a good one. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm gonna say uh Book of Days <laughs> is my favorite. Oh, don't it, play it's like a legit banger. Yeah. Um, can you sing a little bit? Because I don't know if I know it. Uh yes, let me give you a, my rendition of this Enya song. Okay. I can yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. do it justice. Yeah. Come on, Pat. Um, what, what kind of sh- you have any shame left? No, nah. but, because the thing is, the nah, cool dude. part about it isn't even so much the singing. It's like the, the her sort of like ethereal synthy like instrumentals. Oh, sail yeah. away, sail away, sail away. That's another one, right? That's Orinoco Flow. Yeah. That's Orinoco Flow. Yeah. Wait. Um. Damn I'm, okay. It. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play Book of Days here. Really yeah. Fifteen background. seconds before, or we'll get sued by Enya. Yeah. Who? So it starts out pretty cool. We got that classic. You can talk over it. That yeah. classic synth. Synthy sort of piano. Yes. Oh, here we go. Good, right? Oh, yes, yeah. I love this song. This might actually be my favorite one now that I'm listening to it. This sounds like it was in Babe, the movie Babe, when Babe he's doing the city. Like an inspiring montage such as this. Yeah. Someone's they, like getting, they're, they're training, but they're struggling. Because they, they played that Oliver Olivier Messiaen song or whatever in Babe. Yeah. It mm. does sound a little bit like that. Keanu. And then the big farmer turns his head and looks down at his pig and goes, "That'll do, That'll pig. do pig." Okay, That'll do. wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead a bit. Oh wait, this part's good. Let's <laughs> skip ahead. No, I'm not. Come on, Enya. Okay, now. Pat's just making us listen to Enya. <laughs> wait, I want to talk about a man that Shut shoots up, people in the head with shotguns. Ooh, the drums come in. Ugh. Oh my god! Oh my god! What it's am so I feeling? Powerful. No more. I oh, mean, thank God. it's not Phil Collins, but it's good. My heart is. I know. Anyway, this is a podcast, in this my is a podcast chest. about Enya. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this. Kenya Enya. Kenya Enya with us. Can yeah. Enya, w- what would the title uh, for an Enya podcast be? <laughs> Just in case I ever want to start one. Um, en- any of ya, Enya. Oh, or in, can you do something with Orinoco? Enter the Enya. Yeah. That uh, sounds. That sounds. Yeah. That sounds grotty. It does. Um. Um. Entertaining Enya. Uh, entertained by Anya. <laughs> entertained by Anya. 
Damn. Damn. And attainment. <laughs> that one's my favorite so far. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if we I'm, hit I'm, it. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here, just throwing stuff out. Uh, also, maybe Enya does the like theme song for John Wick Chapter Four. Can John you imagine? John Wick Chapter Four. Well, I mean, look, John Wick is no stranger to anachronistic songs playing over violence. Enya, could be Enya the might high be table. good. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah, the they're sitting table. there and they oh. listen to it. It's like pumped into their elevators and yeah. stuff when that's, he finally gets to their big building. That's the thing. Well, like, I feel like the high table requires, like, major stunt casting. Oh, and, yeah. And the casting in these movies is already fun because they'll just, you know, they can pull in some cool people. They got the Game of Thrones guy was the one they, like, betrayed. Yeah, Drome Flynn. But then, and like, he was, Angelica he was Houston the one, is there. Angelica Houston is, She's like, so good. The, yeah, the Belarusian, like, ballet mistress. Let's make a call now. Who do we think is going to be on the high table? Who's going to be the stunt casting? Okay, here's my thing. I think there will be people who potentially... I have worked with Keanu before. I think he's gonna like call in friends. Fair point. Mm, Trinity. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Moss. I I, I thought like she'd be pretty good. We have to complete the set. Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss would have been a better adjudicator. Yeah. Me and Jake were were saying we didn't really like the the adjudicator. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. She just like there was some lack of gravity about her. Yeah. She she was like gothy and cool looking. She was like, you know, like you need to. uh, I'm sorry, but we should probably. Obey the rules, shouldn't we? Yeah, here at the continental. Yeah, she had like eight different scenes where she's like, "Rules are rules." Yeah, to, to be that guy. Yeah, uh, you got the pronouns right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Agent Gil- Dylan is non-binary actress? and goes oh. by they. Okay. And uh, and the character they've also they've uh, clarified is also non-binary. Well, and, they uh, the adjudicator. Yeah, they oh. didn't convince me that. that well, the, yeah, yeah. I, Anyways, I actually really enjoyed the adjudicator. I uh, just because having like I I, I I liked their dynamic just like with. Like Ian McShane, just and having someone younger, just like, you know, almost like this sort of upstart, like we're the, you know, like, you know, you, you've got these people like with gravitas. It wasn't their age, actors. though. It was like, it, it was just it was the just delivery a comportment and delivery. Yeah. It was like, it felt like some, like a student actor or something. Yeah. It was their delivery compared to the type of role that it's purporting to be, which is like the chief judiciary representative of the this fabled high table that we've been spending Two and a half movies learning about. You I was know? saying it should have been Yolandi from Diane Ford. Yeah, and you showed me a picture of yeah. that person, and that was dope. She looked cool. Yeah. Well, uh, if if you want, <laughs> if you want more, more of her, you can watch the movie Chappie. You know what? You know what my suggestion <laughs> was. Remember Heather and Chappie? Yep. It's in South Africa. Though you got to get Diane Ford yeah. in there. Sorry. Remember how Chappie is a movie? Yeah, Chappie. Chappie. I, isn't it weird how Chappie's like 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 main life or main legacy is the that's Chappie joke? It just it's that's become a meme. Chappie. I don't know that joke. Yeah. It, it's um it, it it was a tweet originally where uh <laughs> that's Chappie. I, I I think I can't remember who Chappie originally Quiddick. tweeted it. Uh, listeners tell Chappie's us Chappie's depressed and drives Chappie his Quiddick. girlfriend into the <laughs> river and then has to cover it up. <laughs> Chappie quit. And <laughs> helps some cover it up. Sorry. Oh, fucking God. Uh, that's very good. No, it was it good. The, the original joke was uh, yeah. when Chappie showed up in the movie Chappie. I leaned over to my girlfriend and, wh- and whispered, "That's Chappie." <laughs> I remember that tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so dumb. <laughs> oh 
And so just that's Chappie is just like that is that movie's legacy that's now. Chappie. Everyone yeah. forgot that Neil Blomkamp made this movie about a robot <laughs> built by Hugh Jackman and Dev Patel that learns <laughs> how to be a gangster. Yeah. I don't even remember this movie until you're just saying it to me yeah. again now. But anyway, Yolandi, if you want to get a get a look at her from not her billion weird music videos. I was and then you said Yolandi, and then it reminded me, I was like, cause they don't really look similar, but for some reason this person popped into my head when you showed me a picture of her was Robin. Yeah, Robin. And I was like, is she a good actress? Has she ever acted in anything? No. Because uh, she has such a cool, unique look. The only thing I can think of. And but if she's a big sweetie too, and that could work really well instead of the severity. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, so the only, the closest thing to acting I can think of Robin having done is she appears as herself in one episode of Gossip Girl. Mm. I believe it's season four. Um, Interesting. I don't even know if she has a line. She's basically just like she performs two songs at a party. Yeah. And, right. and if anything, she might say like, thank you or something like that. But right. it's like not a lot of acting. That said, you know, there's a long history of, of singers and just performers just also, you know, like being pretty solid on screen because, again, they've been They're performing yeah. for years. Yeah. Uh, Robin would be fun. They do little yeah, performances. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think who else do I want for this high table. They do yeah. their little songs. Yeah, so who's our high table representative? Because we just started complaining about the adjudicator. Wait, but what well, if I have a question about... Um, they needed to go to Morocco to ask the guy who basically smelts all the ho doubloons that they use to pay for coins and all the markers for their contracts. Right. So that he can tell them how to get to... How do they get to the person beyond the high table? Who the fuck is that? Yeah, there was like one. I don't guy really get that, that guy. He the just, high table. He just lives in the desert in like a Bedouin, like caravan, and just like pitches tents randomly and yeah, and yeah, is and like he, is above he, it. Yeah, I didn't because he's like a hashishin or. Well, that. we can get into how the. I mean, the plot. I mean, that's where the lore. I was just like, the lore started getting a little silly. I didn't really even care. It, it was yeah. just like a weird scene to me, and I guess you needed something some deus ex to come down and like remove the necessity of dealing with the high table because they would never let John like meet again. with them, meet with yeah. them. Yeah. So I, I, just, I just like the sort of like, you know, almost like folktale aspect of it. Like I uh, just like, you know, you know, walk through the desert and then, yeah. you know, when you were almost dead, then right. walk further and then maybe like Jesus they'll Christ find did. you. Yeah. It's just like, like, yeah. <laughs> I like the Like uh, I just like Jonathan the, the, Christ, <laughs> Jonathan Christ, Nikki. Wiki, wiki, damn it! Jonathan Christ, wiki. <laughs> oh God, uh, we, can't we, wait to die. We're not even an hour into this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he just does that. I wonder if he's even gonna make an appearance again. And if there's now that there's a fourth one, like, is he just some floating chaotic agent? Oh, that, he'll come back. I mean, Common has to come back. Yeah. Oh, he Common, doesn't show Common's up the other guy that one. is gonna. We said was gonna be in on John Wick's team. Oh yeah. In the Common's gonna one. come back with a vengeance, and he's gonna have the knife is gonna be just a part of him. Yeah. He's never gonna have <laughs> removed it. He's just gonna be running around. And he's gonna somehow use it to yeah. his combat advantage. I mean, also most importantly, <laughs> there's one character people. who thankfully makes it through this movie unscathed. Yeah. And it's got to be a major part of the next one. The dog. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, oh. Jesus Christ! I'm talking about the TikTok man. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely give him more to do because he's barely in this movie. Well, the thing is, TikTok, Mr. Wick. <laughs> when right. Jason Manzoukas is on screen, I'm happy. Me too. I uh, and and I just like that he. I, I also just Zooks. like him just like standing like in scenes while like Lawrence Fishburne is acting. Yeah, while Lawrence Fishburne just gets sliced to bits with like a samurai Ooh, sword. Ooh, uh, brutal. That but I. Uh, but like, we got to have more TikTok, man. Seven yeah. cuts. 
Uh, but in terms of you get seven slits, <laughs> in uh, in terms of like, okay, who should be on the Hugo high table? Weaving? I think would be fun. I think Hugo Weaving would be cool. Hugo Weaving would be fun if you want to just continue with fun little Matrix Michael edition. Pitt. Yeah, um, interesting. I like that. What is, what the fuck is that guy <laughs> been up to? <laughs> Michael Pitt. Um, His like, weird okay. drugged out baby face. I think uh, <laughs> so, so we have to have like an international <laughs> cast of people on there. Yeah. So I think they should, Ooh. you know, probably like Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but also, Lucy you know, drawing on, on, on like the, the just the, the, the like the, the tradition of like martial arts stars. Guys, I just had so a great get idea in there. Get Chiwetel Joe for yeah. Yeah, get that guy in there. Um, I just had a really good idea. Tell Ooh, us what. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> oh. He's the arrogant youngest member of the high table. Ooh, yeah, I love it. Get Hooper? Josh Hartnett in there. He's going to be so good okay, in the John okay. Wick movies, Josh. Okay, Wait, what about who? Uh, more like Josh Wick. Ooh, uh, uh, it's, all, it's combining. The two podcasts are combining. Oh, no. Convergence. <laughs> Singularity. <laughs> oh, shit. Is it, is it Isabella Hooper? Is it, yeah. Ooh, yeah. She would be good as like the French yeah. contingent. By the yeah. way, did, did anyone, did any, speaking of her, did anyone see Greta? No, no, but no, it, not yet. I heard it was fun. It, it's fun. I like Neil Jordan. Uh, it, it, I also knew like nothing going in, mm-hmm. and uh, and it is so wacky, and she's yeah. having the best time. <laughs> it's one of those movies that I feel like for for years people will debate like, is it good or bad? Uh, <laughs> and that's I, fun though. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I think it knows what it's doing, and I vote good. Yeah. Um, but it's look, it, Neil Jordan is a very talented. Story director to give he direct, he direct to stories. not give him the benefit of the doubt seems silly to me. Right, it's he's uh, an adult, but it, it is <laughs> he's good at making movies appropriately nuts, an and she and her character is nuts. And yeah. I say put her on the high table. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Isabel Huppert is great. I will Gerard say, Gerard Depardieu in that vein oh, would be fucking fuck awesome. Yes. Just like with like ulcers because he's so fat. Oh yeah, he just looks throwing down escargot. Yeah, <laughs> just eating snails and sucking down wine. Wait, no. Here's how it goes. Okay, we just need has to, the gout. We need to have like a meeting of the high table, and there is actually like a like a literal table. Yeah, he's the only one who's eating at it. Yeah, he has like a like plates and plates of, of food snails. of oh. snails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just snails, only snails. <laughs> no, just just uh, like a, a plate that's a foot high of prosciutto. <laughs> well, that's one plate, and then there's and a he snail sucks plate. It down, yeah, yeah. He's no, he's only eating in every shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and he and he probably dies, but he dies by like choking. Like John, like shoves snails down his throat oh, until he yeah. chokes. <laughs> All, yeah, Jordan yeah. did like he he has just inflated over the years. It's crazy. I, yeah. I think would be so fun to have in one of these movies. He was I, just he was Jordan Depardieu at one point symbol. was such a good actor and like and a legit in, sex symbol yeah. and like just an interesting dude in very very interesting movies. And he turned into the most bizarre, nightmarishly overweight, like crazy like, people. He's kind of like planet. a Brando-ish figure. He played he Obelisk yeah. in all those uh, live action asterisk movie, uh, asterisk movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he that's, does. He, he I mean, that's, like that's actually now. so fucking perfect. I did not know that. That is great. Yeah. yeah, they made a lot of those movies. They basically didn't get releases in the U.S. They mm-hmm. would, but they would be huge hits in France. Oh yeah. And he was he was Obelisk in like <laughs> a bunch of them. Yo, shout out to Asterix the Gaul. Yeah, good read comic those. Book. Yeah, those yeah. are good. I remember um, very like, colorful. I know. I, I would read them when I was a kid. <laughs> good contribution. Jay. I would flip Thanks. through the French versions and I didn't know what they were saying, but I liked the. Pretty pictures. Yeah. They were good. Anyway, speak, we're, since we're talking about cast members, uh, can we talk about my favorite person in this movie? We may. Oh, yeah. And I think 
I probably Matt, do you agree as well? Well, Pat, say it. Mark mm-hmm. DeCascos yep. as yep. zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. He rules. Now, yeah. to be fair, it is a little bit cheating when you just simply are getting the best lines in the movie. You know what I mean? True. Like he he gets he gets the best role. He does. But what's also crazy is he only got that role like yeah. a week before they started production. Really? Yeah, because he was going to be in the movie playing someone else in a smaller role. And then uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, the Japanese actor, was going to be in that role. And then uh, he got offered this, what turned out to be a very small part in Avengers Endgame. Mm. Uh, he d- he's only in one scene. Damn. Oh, uh, Disney. And, and of course, you know, when, when, it's, when it's like, hey, want to be in a Marvel movie, you say yes. And yeah, when, nine times out of ten, when that's a someone asks you if you're a god, <laughs> that's essentially what it is. <laughs> right. And then Dacascos gets bumped up. And oh, he's and so just good. crushes it. And he's I will like say, Mr. Clean if he was like a ninja. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also fun because his Very character apt. just seems like this cool, silent guy for a long time. He's yeah. like at the sushi counter, then he's just like killing people silently. And it's not until John comes back to New York that he really get that his like his personality comes through. Yeah, and DeCoscos has such a, a wacky career because he's like a full on action star. For a chunk of his early career, right? Yeah, but I, uh, but he was uh, what a lot of people know him best from. I didn't actually know that he was in this, but because uh, I've, I've never watched it. But on the American version of Iron Chef, he was the chairman. Oh, on, he's like, that crazy guy that like goes like Bleh! like he just like screams and like starts I don't know if I've Iron seen Chef this. thing. I think yeah. Um, yeah, that I, was a good gig. I only ever watched the like uh, original Asian Iron Chef mm. just because it's. Crazy, it is crazy, yeah. and the chairman on that was crazy. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing was when he would take a, take a bite of a pepper at the yeah. end of every episode. <laughs> yeah. He'd lift up this one pepper and he'd bite it and smile, Ooh. but <laughs> yeah. bite it and smile. <laughs> yeah, but Costco is in 240 episodes of Iron Chef America. <laughs> yeah, cheese. Yeah, good gig. And so uh, he really does know how to get fugu or whatever poison. Blowfish, right? Oh, yeah. Sushi out of, and the yeah, he would just do a lot of bucket. like martial arts stuff through like the nineties and stuff like that. And um, oh, was interesting, it? he is in uh, the nineteen ninety six Island of Doctor Moreau. No, with is he Marlon Brando? Who, who, who is he? And Val Kilmer, he plays Low Mai. Okay, I don't. Val, I don't. I hundred percent remember that character. And Pat, didn't you? I think we were talking about him a little earlier before <laughs> me and Matt seen the movie. People. You said he was in the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yes. Oh hell yeah! Did you yes. guys ever Which, see Brotherhood of the yes, Wolf in high school? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it rocked. I I remember that movie being awesome. It was also it was during that period. So when I was like I don't know eleven or twelve, and I saw The Matrix, and it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And all and I wanted was more movies changed. like that. And uh, I mean, it genuinely did like change my life. It's like yeah. it made me want to make movies. Um, but all he wanted was movies like that. And then it kicked off this, this wave where, you know, you'd get like, a, there's a lot more like martial arts and American action movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. A lot of movies like constantly ripping off the Matrix. Like the Three Musketeers. Uh, no, no, no. The movie called The Musketeer. I'm oh, sorry, The Musketeer. Yeah. yeah, which was like, what if we made a Three Musketeers movie, but they like did flips and stuff. 
I remember the so ads stupid. for that and just laughing. Just seeing people in like pantaloons, like yeah. doing like a still doing bullet time for no reason, yeah. but it was muskets now. Just right. Doing round offs yeah. and stuff. But it's just you know, <laughs> you get like Romeo must die and there's like bullet time and stuff like that. So silly. And uh, you, you get like Kung you got like into the fizz. Yeah. Equilibrium. Equilibrium, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh equilibrium is, is probably like like the most clear like post matrix movie yeah it's like oh what if we had people in black trench coats in the science fiction world doing like kind of gun foo yeah, yeah gun kata books aren't allowed because they make you think about things that aren't the government exactly yeah and it's definitely from from a different other book <laughs> yeah that idea fahrenheit fahrenheit for, 420 baby. yeah <laughs> 420 but brotherhood of, of the wolf was this funny thing uh in that it came out in 2001 it was a french movie yep uh set in scotland no, set in France. Oh, <laughs> is it? Was it in Taipei? <laughs> yeah, just getting everything wrong. And I, uh, and that was one of these ones that I remember. I, I saw it once, and I was like, "This is cool." And it because it's like a, it's like a martial arts horror period piece from France. Yep. Yeah. Because it's got these people in tri-corner hats, like uh, who are like sent from like the government or whatever. It's like Bloodborne. Think of that game. Uh, sure, I haven't played it. It's like Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver. But the, uh, it's like the, Blood Omen. Yeah. They're basically there. It, it's yeah. almost like a Hound of the Baskervilles thing. It's like yeah. they're there to like stop this giant wolf monster that's like terrorizing the countryside. And you got this one French guy, and then his uh, his like sort of almost like his Cato, yeah, who is yeah. played by Dacascos. Also, I remember Brotherhood of the Wolf has one of the wildest scene transitions I've ever seen. Uh-huh. There's a part, so it's got Monica Bellucci in it. Yep. Nice. And there's a scene where she's naked and laying on a, nice. a bed. And okay. the camera like moves toward it. her and it crossfades from her breast into a mountain. Yeah. Oh. Shakira style. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that my breasts are small and humble so you don't confuse them with mountains. Whenever, whenever, we'll always be together. Sorry, I, I is she crawling around the mud? I like that music video. <laughs> I like that video with Shakira in it. Shakira cocktail time. <laughs> I'm still reeling from Jake singing Shakira. Crack open a gin and tonic. Have a little Shakira session. <laughs> <laughs> Just being the creepiest Wait, person. Is this the All best right. episode of like podcasting yeah, ever? Man, yeah, you just gotta be look. You gotta be chill about it, bro. You gotta act like you've been there before, it, bro. But, to but it. like, I, I keep thinking, like, are we revolutionizing the medium right now? <laughs> I we'll see when it comes out. I will see. We'll find. I mean, this we'll see is what it. people say. Mm, if you really like are a sommelier of 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 the overall <laughs> <laughs> art forms. Uh, it's got a little bit of the Prairie Home Companion in there. There's a lot of like Foley work. If you yeah, like mukbang, yeah, yeah. I'm eating <laughs> <laughs> for the mukbangers. For all hey, the mukbangers. So you know how there. wine has has mouthfeel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do podcasts have ear feel? Yeah. And yes. our ear ear feel is definitely um, pleasurable, creamy, pleasurable and creamy with a long finish. Long. Yeah. About as long as a finish can probably get. I, I think so. Anyway, uh, it's like you never finish. I just want to say, and that's kind of the Dacascos is so cool in this movie. He's great, and because he is like a John McFanboy who is excited to just right. like he like he doesn't care if he dies. He just yeah. is, he's excited that he gets to fight him. Yeah, and, and he we gets were like, to meet him because you were saying like yeah, he's he plays this like completely other silent 
just deadly force of nature. Yeah, and he then starts off scary for the laugh line of the reveal, like like to be the most comedically punching as it can be. And then I don't know if, how you, if you agree with me, Jake, but like we were watching it, and I ended up feeling bad for him. <laughs> like I his death bummed me out in like a more profound way than I was expecting. I was like, oh man. This guy. Um, I didn't. He's I was like, I'll see you later, John. So I'll just. Do you want to. Yeah, we'll hang out later. <laughs> he's just got a full sword through his stomach and he's right. dying and he's just like so. I, I only felt bad insofar as I was like, well, he's not going to get to be in the in the next movie. Exactly. I, it, it was that kind of thing. Like, I felt bad for him a little bit. Also, kind of like. <laughs> in a way, I'm, I'm sure this is how he wants to die if he dies. Right. Kind of like he got taken out. Like, At the after hands like, of the man he loves. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but you see, he's just like trying to like you know put on like a good show for John yeah, and like look yeah. cool, and uh, <laughs> but it's so pathetic. It's and 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 a little sad. yeah I, yeah. I and, and, he's and a murderer because John doesn't care about him. Also, so when he's like, "I'll see you later, John," and he just goes, "No, you won't." No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Savage. And Be then also John. his his like no. uh his two dudes are the guys from the raid. Yeah. Yes, well, I was noticing. Well, yeah. the raid two. Uh, uh, let's be clear. Oh, well, sorry. One of them is from both raids. Yeah, the one the, is the... The other one is the guy with, like, the um, the knives from the kitchen fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... They're great. They're, they're great. And it's also a similar kind of thing where they're just, like... They, like, let him get up and stuff like that. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're so enthralled with the fact that, oh, my God, we're, fi- we're fighting John Wick. <laughs> Jonathan Wick. Here, let him, like, get up. That actually was one of the scenes that made me laugh out loud is when they let John and they reach out their hand to like lift him back up to fight again. Mm-hmm. And he like pushes him back. Yeah. Right. Like, I, let me just get the fuck <laughs> up and I will turn around and fight you guys. All right. That's Don't touch me. Right. Don't touch me, bro. I liked that. I liked seeing John kind of like that felt more character developing than like anything I'd seen in the past. Like yeah. hour was like him just getting annoyed at his physical limitations and also right. like these people these obsequious people that were also trying to murder Who him should have just killed him yeah quickly because he lost the fight three different times already yeah he's like yeah. They just mad keep at wanting himself. him to get up yeah i mean it, it's like, a, it's a dynamic i've never seen before in an action movie uh-uh. this sort of thing where uh you know you've got one side that's just like being very respectful and they like want a good fight and even though they're supposed to kill him they like want to make sure it's like satisfying yeah and the other guy just really he's so over it yeah and yeah. He, he does not care and he just wants to end it as quickly he as possible jet, he's all jet lag from his flight back <laughs> from morocco to new york and he just has to go straight <laughs> into to the continental battle. again and just fight samurai guys on motorcycles yeah, and, and winston is no help Winston is sitting in a lovely room. Okay, that's also a gag that I love. And drinking wine. Drinking wine. When they'll just like go back in there and he's just chilling out and they're so tired and hurt. Me and Matt kept laughing when we were watching it because we just imagined they come back in and and they're like, we need heavier duty guns. And he's just like, I think they might be... um, I think they might be over here. And it's like, how many (laughs) drinks have you had, Winston? And he's like, two glasses of wine. (laughs) I I don't remember where the heavier bullets are. Are you and guys just doing a good off. job out there? Yeah, please. Uh, uh, no, but that's where you're yet. supposed to like feel the shift in him too. Yeah, right. Where you're like, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, he's yeah. sitting in a big leather chair. He's not doing pupper. anything. Also, even those like other employees of the Continental, yeah, who, they they die so fast, so fast. Right, yeah. and, and he's not wearing full body armor in a room. Yeah, uh, like like not. Protect not doing anything. Yeah. He's just in like a vault. Yeah, just having a cocktail. It's yeah, cocktail time. I will also <laughs> say, just like 
that that glass room <laughs> yeah. is just so cool looking. Oh, it's awesome. And they can like break through the floor it's and It's literally all that. a whole building designed so that you can see if people have guns like up their pant legs if you're on the floor below. And there's but also I also like, love it's everything's like bulletproof and stuff. Yeah. So there's all the I like the use of that like you fire at people or like try and stab them and that's always great. Yeah, when like the the swords will hit the glass, but they won't break through mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, these movies are really good at just like finding like like new environments that are like conducive to like to doing new things with the action. Yeah. And so like, and that's uh, you know, like they have like the Hall of Mirrors in in the previous one. Yep. Now they've got this big glass room, and uh, where also just like people smashing through glass is always fun oh my god yeah and like you said that gag right at the end Keanu's so tired and just getting drop kicked into seven glass display cases one at a time it's like the rake gag of action movies yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. can I just can we rewind back though just because again this movie is about the action set pieces primarily the first half hour yeah Yeah. the first half hour it's uh, I mean it's so good it's like Honestly, that stretch is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was so th- for that, yeah. It was so yeah. I I was thrilled. That's how I could describe it. I, like nothing could top it. No, I was just like I was just like yeah. I was doing the classic edge of my seat move. I was just I was just so entertained and thrilled. I was like oh oh no oh yeah. The countdown to the hour. He goes to the library. Him having to like suture up himself. Shoot. He shoots the guy to the make doctor. Look, right. Yeah. The doctor just to, once again huge laugh from everybody. Well, that, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, they You're gonna have to really, shoot me, like, John. The heaviest hits are for me. Yes. Yeah, so front loaded into the first thirty minutes. The f- the fight in the library is so funny. That guy is just so much Boban? bigger than yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so much. He's a like pro basketball player. No, oh, really, no, John. Yeah, come yeah. on. I I mean, he's just me. quoting Dostoevsky to him or Dante or whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, that's basically like uh, the the fight with Kareem Abdul Jabbar in the game of death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah. I mean, it's a basketball player. Yeah. yeah. But it's such again, he's so tall. It's such a good dynamic. And then the finishing kill move. Oh, it's just it's so wonderful. good. Head over the neck. Although crack, you can tell he's not a stunt guy because he wasn't play acting like he got hit as well right. as other people. I did notice that. But and Jake, you agree with me? The best scene uh-huh. is the room full of knives. No, it's yeah. the knives. It's, it's yeah. the, yeah. the knives. The best scene. <laughs> like that shit was so funny and and oh violent God. and like cool and like when they realize there's all these knives everywhere <laughs> and they just start throwing them constantly yeah and and just people getting filled with knives filled to the brim with knives okay <laughs> we should ask it, rewind because that scene starts cool because yeah. he he breaks in and there's just the like the old like 1800s guns yep and he's trying to load them and well and then you've got the nod to the good the bad and the ugly where he has to like ass- like assemble a gun as, mm-hmm. and then like to fit a bullet, a bullet into it just to shoot one shot yep <laughs> and then it develops into the knives and uh and yeah it, oh, it's, it's the so thing good. like like them realizing that they're just surrounded by them yeah that double take when him when John Wick and the guy he's about to sh- throw down with both see that there's knives behind each of their heads in the display cases and they double take and then just smash one at a time and just start hurling knives I also loved in that scene that 
they made it a lot more realistic and funny to me that half the knives knives don't stick in. Yes. Like just because they're assassins doesn't mean every knife they throw would right. immediately pierce where it's going. So there's a lot of people getting knives thrown at them and then the hilt hits them in the face. <laughs> yeah. And then they have to keep throwing until finally one sticks. Like that was really funny. There's right. one guy that there's one guy that won the award for the most knives in his body though. Oh my God. And that was yeah. so funny. He was it, just like getting filled with knives. The guy <laughs> laying on the ground is, as John just keeps like walking forward and just throwing yeah, and knives at him. Perfectly throwing <laughs> knives at him. It's great. Also like a, a guy a knife in the dick, which is also just like you, you a lot know. of dick carnage in this movie. Yeah, dogs Guy biting dicks, dicks off. I yeah. mean, honestly, they had it many dicks uh, bitten. So by I dogs. was just like, um, it'll be. This out. movie is about masculine fear of 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 um, castration. Yeah. Yes. It's well, about the fear yes. of the erection. I the penis. <laughs> we are now. This is uh, talking Freud. This is talking Freud in a Werner Herzog voice. You see, John John Wick is orally fixated. <laughs> I don't know. He can never fill the void of his mouth <laughs> um, with his wife <laughs> and dogs. He wishes to drink deeply from his wife's lips, but he cannot. <laughs> he cannot. He can, and now it's a Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but okay. so I was just. Uh, I was. It'll be out by now. But I was just editing a video about the John Wick movies that will be out tomorrow morning. Uh, but it'll be out by now. Uh, anyway, but. I, when I was going through, I was, I, I'd forgotten about um, in chapter two yeah. uh, when there's the fight scene on the like, before he fights Common on the path train. Yep. Uh, some guys just like get off the train and rush at him, <laughs> and there's this one where he just takes a knife and stabs a guy like in the taint. Oh God! Yeah. Oh and, my and, like, God! Blood, I forgot about and, that. Yeah, and it, like blood like pours out. Oh my God! Oh, can yeah. you imagine getting stabbed in the taint just bleeding out? I can't imagine it. But no, I, I I really I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but it, I, 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 one of the the I can feel it. One of the classic <laughs> one of the classic John Wick movies has always yeah. just been like he'll just like kick people in the nuts. Right, especially he's, this he's movie, using Jeet Kune Do. Does he do it at all in the other two? Oh yeah, L- like, I guess like I just didn't pay. That's a action. that's a proper technique. Yeah, yeah I, I le- had I had Bruce Lee's combat manual. Really? <laughs> yeah, when, when you I were was, in like seventh in, grade. When I was in seventh grade, doing Taekwondo, which is basically like babysitting where you learn how to kick. Uh, <laughs> but and it's also the most useless fighting style that you could possibly. I don't know. It's, you, it's you, the art you, of the intercepting fist. Yeah, man. You knew a mean. You did a mean crescent kick. Back I can in do the day. a pretty decent roundhouse kick yeah. still, but. Um, we should so put that watch out, more. listeners. Look out. Don't test him. Don't cross me. Don't set him off. Yeah, this is the man that a YouTube commenter once called Hillbilly Keanu Reeves. That's right. Matt, Matt, Matt Kick. And even uh, a Hillbilly Keanu Reeves is still a big Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a more aggressive drunk Keanu, honestly. No, what was I saying? Oh, but um, so I had Bruce Lee's fighting style, and every I, it was hilarious because every it was about how to like fight for your life, fight for survival. So it's just like every time it's like if your assailant's male, grab it, grab his genitals. If your if your assailant's male, get him on the ground, stomp on his balls and genitals. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's so much like genital, like you know the four the weak points. Yeah, eyeballs, eyes and genitals. You're that was like the a, whole yeah, fighting. It's technique. how like chimpanzees fight. Yeah, right. Rip I mean, like face his dick and off. dick off. Yeah. Especially like when you're trying to survive. Like, yeah. who gives a shit about honor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, Stab him right in the taint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what's available. It's always been one of the John Wick moves. He'll just yeah. like he'll just you know, especially when he's like just got you know his hands. He just yeah. kicks people in the nuts all the time. It's like that thing. He'll like kick him in the nuts and then just like punch him in the neck as they as they like start to fall. <laughs> I did. Li- you know what I liked uh, as a little bit of like quick, you know, um, I guess uh, 
personal history building was when he's walking through with, um, God damn it, why can't I remember? Angel- Angelica, Angelica Houston. Houston in the ballet in the ballet, and he goes. To, the women are all dancing in the torturous way, but then they go they go through the boys like grapple wrestling, yeah, like Eastern European, like Eastern Bloc wrestling. And everybody's style. doing the shoulder toss, and everyone's doing the thing that he does, and he's like yeah. looking yeah. at them. I I did like that. Me too. As oh, it, like a piece of cool. visual storytelling. Yeah, it was good, and um, that was dope. Yeah, I mean, I, I like we we learned a little bit more about about John. We learned his real name. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, but just one last callback to the knife scene. Oh yeah, let's the hatchet throw at the end. Can that, we talk about the hatchet the, throw? Cap. Yeah, well, I, 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 I like how. Okay, a lot of talking about the John Wick movies just turns into the Chris Farley show, where it's like, "Hey, remember the part when he throws the hatchet? That was that awesome. Was, that was so yeah. sick, dude. Remember, remember when he like he like puts the the knife in the guy's eye? That was awesome. Yeah, that was dude, pretty remember sweet. how many knives he threw? It was fucking tight, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. then, but like the that, I like that scene in particular because like I feel like so few reckon with. I like when he doesn't have a gun. The gun also. Because the bat, the fighting gets way more um, personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that's always better to me. Because you know, so yeah, the br- most brutal piece of violence in the whole movie to me is what you just said. He slowly stabs somebody right in their eye, and you just watch it happen slowly. And I and it's like Shian Andalu. It's just like you know, like <laughs> exactly. it's just he it just kills him like that. Yeah. I- it's gross. It's like a it's nasty. It's like a way of one upping the moment in the first movie, uh, at the end of right. the house fight, right. where he like has to like force the knife into the guy's chest. He slowly stabs a, quite a few people in this one. I mean zero right at the but end. But they don't have the like. Oh yeah. Him but in terms of killing somebody, especially like oh, holding yeah. on a single take, yeah. yeah, because like in the in the house fight in the first movie, it's like this wide shot that keeps like slowly pushing, pushing in, in, and he's just trying to get this knife into this guy's chest. Yeah. And here you keep thinking they're gonna cut away, and it just holds as he sinks the knife into the guy's eye. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm just like, how the fuck did they do that, dude? CGI, eye, right? I, I was I was listening <laughs> to an interview with uh, Chad Stahelski just talking about it, and yeah. uh, and he like his like approach to all of the action and all that and just like him like breaking down like how they do what they do right um he's got a fascinating career um but also but yeah he did say like that they figure out a way to, to do that with like digital enhancement but it's like seamless oh yeah and, it looks really really good and but you know what the other problem is like just from an action choreography standpoint is like with the gunplay stuff i mean with with the hand-to-hand fighting or fighting with weaponry i was way more aware of but also able to believe like recovery time and like lo- location was way narrower because you have to engage in close quarters. Yep. Whereas you can't fire at somebody from a million feet away. And, mm-hmm. and like, so the tension was heavier because like you'd see him like punch someone in the throat. You'd see them hit something or fall down. I would like watch them out of the corner of my eye recovering to see if it wasn't like ludicrous. They weren't like, you know, a soccer player that, you know, got tapped in the elbow and then pretending. So like, yeah, hands on the head. So like just the tension of everything is way higher and that's like way more interesting to me. Oh yeah. Than, you know, wave after wave of people just getting their heads blasted off and not, and seemingly just sort of unbelievably not just all, advancing as a line and just raining bullets down because there oh, were yeah, literally a hundred guys in some of these places. Right. I mean, I mean, the enemies become more human that way. Yeah. Because they, like, they, they take longer to, to die. Right. You get to look at their face and stuff and, yeah. Exactly. And, and when um, the main characters, when main characters get visibly and noticeably injured, 
that too right. really draws you in. And that was one thing I liked about this movie at least is that I mean John Wick is tired as fuck by the he end of the He starts to become movie. unbelievably unbreakable though. Yeah, like, I mean the fact that he's he alive zero, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> like well yeah, the last thing when he falls off the building. Yeah. yeah. I'm like yeah. come on dude. He is John Wick but he's like he lived in the Jersey suburbs for a while. He's not just <laughs> yeah. some, he's not freaking uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. But can I just say for the ending Oh yeah, I know we're just jumping all around, but who cares? Okay, because um, then I'm going to jump back. Sure, his face should have been fucked up. I wanted John. I was really hoping that because you see him slam his damn full face into the side of a metal garbage dumpster, right. uh, he his nose should be caved in and he should look like a fucked up monster for the fourth one. That yeah, was that, that was my cool. desire. He I should mean, look like Tom Cruise from Vanilla Sky. Yeah, Ooh. for the rest of the series, just I mean, a beast. I was yeah. pleased that like Lawrence Fishburne looked like solidly fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Keanu, Keanu was always scenically fucked up, and he and he straight up got shot a bunch of times, and then jumped and just slammed his full body every bone. Yep, right. It yeah. fell a hundred feet. It's yeah. rough. I just wanted to jump back, and again, oh, yeah, there's yeah. only so many times that you can say this was cool, <laughs> but um, but using the horse kicking someone as like a weapon oh, was God. like, yeah, it, 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 it's a, a beautiful move, and, and to then, do it twice. To be ballsy enough to kill I, two guys with the horse I kick. I know, and and then you get the move when he's on the horse and like hangs off of one side to shoot people. Yeah, and uh, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. also it's like I'm still trying to figure out how they pulled off the some of the shots with the motorcycle sword fight on the Verrazano Bridge. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Because the shots are, the takes are long. The takes are long. And the camera moves around. And so you can see that, th- that it's not like they're green screened them in there. Mm-mm. They're on the bridge. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some digital trickery afoot. But yeah, it's hard to pinpoint what it is exactly. Right. I was a little disappointed by the motorcycle chase because it was probably based on the trailer. It was the fight scene I was the most excited for going right. into it's it. It's pretty brief. <clears throat> because that opening introductory shot of, you're you he's he's surrounded on both sides by these ninjas and then they all unanimously unsheath their samurai blades and then the camera like pushes into john wick and then it spins around him and then suddenly you're tracking backwards right in front of everybody head on yeah that's such a cool shot and they put it in the trailer and i was ready for just this like the most elaborate (laughs) and that scene actually ends quicker than i thought it was going to it does it's got some some excellent moves in there there's some cool stuff but then he ends up he ends up just turning around and going back down the bridge the other way. Right. Yeah. Um, I really love, uh, this movie was making me think about the, this is still like a high watermark for me as far as like my experience of emotional exhilaration at having seen an action scene in a movie just in the theaters and just being like completely blown away. I bet I know what you're going to say. So I (laughs) rewatched clips from this movie to just see like a, if they still hold up and be like, what do I think is different about those versus stuff in John Wick? And Pat, I think I've talked about this to you a lot of times. The movie for me that I remember coming out of like on the edge of my seat vibrating with adrenaline was um, uh, Pirates of the, the Caribbean, Caribbean 2. 2. <laughs> uh, yes, dead, uh, it. Whatever it's called, Yo-Ho-Ho and a Bottle of Rum. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Dead Man's Chest. Dead, okay, yeah, yeah. Whatever, dead. so close. So <laughs> that movie 
I just remember like I was like so jacked with adrenaline yeah. after I saw it because just the action scenes to me were so fun. They were the perfect combo of just funny moments and just the action logic flowing perfectly of just whatever right. little consequence in the scene earlier impacts, impacts, impacts as it goes like a chain reaction of events right. of just things like, you know, um, the scene where they're all sword fighting on the beach and they start sword fighting in a big abandoned castle. Oh my God. Dance on top of a giant wheel, you know, and they're all trying to steal the same key from one another. And so I rewatched clips from that movie, mainly the scene when Jack's, Captain Jack Sparrow uh, <laughs> tries to escape the island of cannibals. That Where's scene's the pretty gone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, 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 and they're in the weird, like, good, like, right? uh, like spherical cage that like bounces through the island. Yep. Yeah. And and Jack Black, <laughs> Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Shit! Why didn't they cast Jack Black as Jack Sparrow? Oh, he sh- he should have been. Ro- in, <laughs> I don't he didn't need to, to be Jack Sparrow, but he should have been in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Movies. He would enunciate so much, so much. It'd be like, "This is Captain Jack Sparrow." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, Jacqueline Jackals? What's <laughs> Jacqueline's Jackals? Um, and, and Johnny Depp has to run around cause his, his arms and legs are tied. He was about to get spit roasted by so the cannibals. Stick so he's got on the stick his on his back and the, st- the stick keeps collecting different fruits and like melons that then weight the stick down in odd ways that keeps him from being able to run around properly. And that leads to just such funny physical comedy. Um, and so I was rewatching those clips and I was like, you know what? These are still pretty fucking good. Yeah. They're like, dope. I remember seeing I went that movie through too. Gore Verbinski. Oh, you know, okay. hats off. But, um, when I was watching this John Wick movie, it made me wish that the John Wick, and this is why it's good that there's going to be a fourth movie, I want the budgets to get higher and higher because we all love the movie 90% because of the set pieces and the action sequences, and all we're wanting is for them to get bigger and better and more elaborate, and right. I would love to see a little bit of that um, really extravagantly staged consequential Right. Action scenes there, like, and that's why the motorcycle scene to me kind of. There were some scenes that really just felt like they were like they just really motorcycle sequence. Let's just do that, and then but then they didn't really happen with much consequence, it's like a discreet moment, or there being like, like a yeah, you know, like I, he just turns around and, and you, then he's back in a new. You know what location. was weird was um damn it, what's the Fast and Furious spinoff movie? Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. That's gonna be. Really we were watching like yeah. to have the trailer for that come on before we saw John Wick three. It was just interesting, like. That movie is kind of what we're talking about, potentially, yeah. because it, we were just, I was just laughing so hard at the entire trailer with yeah. just all the Samoan people running around with just spears or whatever. Uh, yeah, like, he gets uh, his family to help him out. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Just like, they're doing the haka. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, he's like making a, a helicopter stay still with his muscles, with his muscles. and a chain. Um, and that movie has a budget of what? Like 200 million? Uh, like, I'm talking like four times. Like what yeah. Tom yeah. Well, also, I, mean, I want John I feel Wick like, to but have But then we, were, we moved from away from potentially what people originally came for, which is like a lean grounded picture. practical effects and, and stunt work learned well, by the actors. I mean, I don't need, you know, John Wick to become a cartoon. Like, obviously everybody wants Hobbs and Shaw to be cartoony. Right. But that I don't need John Wick. close. But like really intensely and elaborately staged stuff, I think, I think they can do that. I think what we're getting into the, the difference because the uh, there's all basically like two types of action scenes. Yeah. Uh, like on, on the one hand, like the the Verbinski ones, uh, you know, that are again like from like huge blockbusters. Those right. sort of get more into almost like the sort of like uh, like Spielberg type set piece of like the uh the really elaborate sort of like complex 
um, action sequence yeah. that, with also like an element of spectacle to it. Mm-hmm. And the John Wick ones, those are more of the like very choreography based kind of yeah. like a, like martial arts tradition that honestly, in terms of how they function in the movies, uh, like the John Wick ones, I think like they function a lot more like musical numbers in a musical and especially like how choreography based they are. Yeah. They're yeah. more like, uh, you know, here is a, a setup for just like, like an incredible example of like these physical performers doing this like really elaborate, like, you know, elaborately choreographed, yeah. like, like performance for you. Yeah. And so, and I was, when I was listening to uh, Stahelski talking about this, like he was saying like pretty much our budget, just like so much of it is a spent, just like testing these mm. scenes and like making sure we can do it do and just like rehearsing like it endlessly. Yeah. And like, I uh, just like, you know, cause like even just talking about like, it took so many months of just like training the dogs and like That's Halle Berry I, had to spend like five months just with the dogs. This is, get, was my, sorry, but that, that was my suspicion for why it went on for as long as it did mm-hmm. was the director couldn't get away from, the amount of time sunk into getting the dogs to do stuff like that with Halle Berry and paying yeah, for Halle true. Berry's probably salary is on top of it. But like, and so indulged a bit. Yeah. So it, that it might was be like, true. Yeah. That sounds. <laughs> and so we're getting into like almost like two different like traditions of cinema. Yeah. And, and the, the John Wick ones, I, I feel like they do pride themselves on being like part of this, like more old school Right. approach yeah. like, like, it, it's a lot more like a jackie chan movie oh and the same God, like we so don't want to see jackie chan on a green screen right we want to see him really there but i know what you're talking about with the and i like i again i love your history with pirates of the caribbean 2 <laughs> i don't I, know why I, don't, I remember in 2006 yeah. i remember that matt and i thing. had just graduated high school and we were making a big movie all summer and yep. i was just like in your house a bunch, like shooting scenes. And Jake, we weren't even really friends back then. Yeah. Uh, you were just Matt's brother. Yeah. And, but you, I remember you, I was like, guys, but I remember talking to you, uh, yeah. cause like I had just seen it and you had, I think had just come home from seeing it and you were like, yeah. it was so <laughs> good. Like if I think I'd be in too, like, I don't know. I just loved it. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I, uh, am like, I've been I, chasing that high for decades. Yeah. No, I, I have, uh, for a long time, been really into Verbinski. Yeah, uh, I like every year when uh, the podcast Blank Check does their like March Madness voting for who what director to cover. You're Verbinski I, all the I way. I campaign real hard for Verbinski and try to like get all my Twitter followers to vote for him. It's like <laughs> if you if you want to see more videos again, vote for Verbinski or else like, I cancel them all. But I uh, he didn't win. But um, but like it's the same thing. Like okay, have you guys seen the Lone Ranger? No, but no. I once again I'm I know assuming it's a mega flop over the top mega flop. It's not good. Most yeah. of it doesn't work. But the climactic action sequence, which yeah. is this whole like runaway train scene with like multiple trains like <laughs> on different tracks and it's all set to the William Tell Overture and there's like people riding horses on trains. It's <laughs> so it it is like honestly like one of the great action set pieces I think of the 21st century. Yeah. It's so beautifully choreographed and so clearly shot and staged. And Jake, it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I, uh, you know, w- like like you know, with the same sort of thing. Like the storytelling in it is so clear and effective, and uh, it's like almost worth watching the movie just to get to that. And yeah. that's the kind of thing. Like I'm not. Or skipping ahead and just watching it, yeah. Right, like I uh, are, are doing doing that. Oh, it's I, I've checked. It's not in its entirety on YouTube. So if mm-hmm. you go on YouTube, it'll just you'll just see like 
like snippets of of the train action scene motherfucker but like that kind of thing is honestly just what i want to see from like more just big blockbuster movies just these yeah. like really really well like like well staged planned and, and thought out exactly and... action set pieces and i uh, and uh, it would be fun to see the john wick movies like tip toward that but like as excited i am as uh for hobbs and shaw again directed by john wick one co-director yeah like that's not. I don't want John Wick to to get to that point. Well, no, no, no. yeah. I mean, that's not what I meant. I, but yeah, right. I, I think I. Yeah, I'm just saying it would be. I, I would love for it to just tip a little bit more into that. Um, you know, like I just said, some of the action scenes felt very isolated. But I like your uh, point about the director looking at them more as musical numbers. I mean, that kind of makes sense in a lot of ways yeah, as well. Highlighting different types of stunt work. Yeah. Almost, right. And yeah. going down there. That's really just it. I just like, I just like, I feel this there's a happy be so happy though. because I just, I just love like watching this stuff play out. Right. Like, just yeah. like these performances by these, these experts and like, you know, you know, it's like you could take like, I enjoy so much about this movie and I, uh, but I would also just be content if there was zero story and it was just these sequences strung together. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, and there's it's, no dialogue. Even, I, mean, really. I mean, that's the thing, like, like, a, like a bunch of old great musicals, uh, you know, th- have stories that are basically nonsense. They're just yeah. vehicles to like, right. Okay. Get Fred Astaire in, in one <laughs> point where he has to give like five performances and that's all you need. Right. Yeah. And you fall in love maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But it, Fred Astaire it, just looks like a giant alien, falls in love with beautiful, <laughs> beautiful women. Look, he, put, he he puts on the tuxedo. Oh, he yeah. dances so well. He's so dapper. Yeah, but and I, his heels click. But you know that thing that they would do in, um, like Gene Kelly would do it in all his movies, um, and Vincent Minnelli would do it in some that he directed. Uh, this, this sort of like extended like ten minute ball like dream ballet. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, singing in the rain singing has the, the, the Broadway one. melody one. And they parody it in Big Lebowski a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, they do it a little bit there. Um, even uh, New York, New York, the Scorsese movie yeah, yeah. that I don't think <clears throat> really works overall. Yeah, I think the last twenty minutes of New York, New York are great. Uh, because it does do that, like it has like a dream ballet sequence, and then mm-hmm. it has the scene where Lazzanelli performs the title song, yeah. and I'm almost like, oh, this is what I wish the whole movie was. But I, uh, but this, like, parts of this movie, like you know, parts of, like the final fight and stuff like that, when it's in this surreal environment, I'm like, right. this is basically just this movie's dream ballet. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> just saying something is. <laughs> This is this movie's dream ballet. Just yeah. a dream ballet is such a great. It's it like a now. really stupid '80s band. <laughs> Get Keanu on the show. So Keanu, tell us about your dream ballet. Yeah. Uh, what, I don't know what you're talking no. about. No. What if I fail? Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I won't. Yeah. Um, I can't ton, wait to come to the Matrix poem. sequels, guys. I just watched Re- uh, Revolutions again. It's uh weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So th- anyway, <laughs> John Wick Three. Yeah. People die. It's pretty. Uh, a lot of neon. Winston is so much betraying neon. him to as a power play to the ta- high table. Well, because these movies are all about rules, right? And, and, oh, and well, they, that was the point I wanted to make. Big fault. Was, of this I, movie. We started. Yeah. We started laughing at like the, how everyone's treated the way like um, parents use like progressive parents would sometimes like deal with unruly children, <laughs> where it'd be yeah. like, Jonathan. Uh, so in this house we have rules. And what happens when you break the rules? You, there's a consequence. Yeah. And they just kept saying rules and consequences. Like, so you ate um, a second piece of cake when I said you can only have one. And so you're going to have to have a consequence. Huh? <laughs> and it's just like, that's yeah. the same you're, exact terminology. You're going to have to have a 
a consequence. Yes. That's right. Conse- and rules we're learning. Have consequences. Yeah. There's As, five different scenes where they have dialogue like that. Oh, which yeah. Which is so funny. I mean, the John Wick movies have always been about rules. You broke the rules. Now, now pull it on your pubic head. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, Jack Black should be in the Wick movies. Yeah. He wait, should be an assassin. How, he should be High Table. Oh, wait. <laughs> Hi, Jable. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Jable, and he is just himself. That's like yeah. the version of the Illuminati that all yeah. of the celebrities are in. Honestly, like we said it as a joke, but nothing would make me happier than if he rolled up to the high table and it's just, and it's only Jack Black sitting alone at the table and then with George Upperdue eating. <laughs> and he, and he, he addresses the group and he goes, what's table in tables? <laughs> Man, should we end on a laugh? Honestly, I, uh, like, yes, <laughs> yeah. Shut it, Shut it down. My tiny little point is just these movies are all about rules, and I do like the idea that, like, with Winston, it seems like he's, uh, he's like breaking and going against the rules, but it really is just a play to like adhere to them and strengthen them. After all, oh yeah, there's gonna be some trickiness, right? Like, like they're like they're like, wow, man, the the stones on this guy flexing on us like this. I know to prove his worth. So really, I, I mean, I, I I feel like the the ultimate like end point of these movies is John has to destroy the system and just uh, tear down the rules. Right, yeah, John, just like the Matrix. Yeah, my my trajectory. And for thus this, we get killing to, in the name of Don't. Yeah, and we get that. Fuck you! I won't do, do what you tell me. And it's John. <laughs> um, I do think that these movies, their trajectory, trajectory, uh-huh. is a John tried many years ago to escape his former life and live a life of romance on the beach with his wife. <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, and effectively casting aside the old ways, and now he's been irreparably drawn back into it, and now he realizes that he will need to no longer metaphorically cast aside the old ways, but destroy it from the inside, and mm. that's what's going to happen. He's, he's a bomb being set off. Tom, um, calm like a bomb should play too, and he's in the yeah. Well, can it, I just say, calm one, like a bomb plays at the very end of the Matrix. Related. I know, calm like a bomb. Can I say one very specific thing about Keanu Reeves? Yeah, sure. These movies, Keanu Reeves, he, we're talking about the, the dance like aspect of these fight scenes. Oh. Keanu Reeves is the most interestingly he he moves. In the strangest ways. He is scrabbling all over the he place. He scrabbles. He's awkward. And I, I no, nobody else does that. He has strange long limbs. He runs in an interesting way. And he has as like a, a result, limp, he's kinda. one of the most interesting physical actors now suddenly to me. Because you and watch this movie especially made I've me realize it. It looks yeah. like he is doing it wrong. But then he successfully does all of the stunt the moves, work. Yeah. But he looks so ungainly yeah. while he's moving. And yeah, with his hair flopping around. He moves like no other action star, especially when you compare him to all of his sort of contemporaries that do their own stunts, aka Tom Cruise. Also, and I, I will also say, the professional stunt people around him. Well, yeah. A thing Keanu always makes very clear. I've been yeah. watching a lot of interviews with him recently, and he always gets asked, like, uh, so, like, you know, what's your favorite stunt that you do? And he's like, I don't do stunts. Yeah. He's like, I do the action, the stunts, like <laughs> when I get hit by cars. I have a stuntman and he does that. So he, he, he's like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, he's like, I'm not Tom Cruise. I'm yeah. not doing the stunts myself. He got hit by double well, cars this but, movie. But, but yep. I guess all I mean by that is that Tom Cruise does his own action and stunts, yeah. right? 
I just think that because he's a taller actor, and so many of these action stars end up being shorter than you think, right. you got a low center of gravity, yeah, right. the just like a tighter thing. control yeah. over your body. And so, because Keanu's like the six one, six two, gangly dude who's like not quite in just I think he's perfectly jacked shape. Right. Yeah. He just is this scrabble-tastic weirdo. He's like gawky and yeah, awkward. Yeah, he's one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, again, I've just seen The Matrix so many times that it, yeah. like every shot is burned into my brain. But, but when he's just like doing <laughs> and, kung fu. Uh, cry for help. <laughs> and, uh, but when he just like, like the way he just like does like a karate chop yeah. and like swings his arms and stuff yeah. like that, it just, there's something that, that looks really interesting about yeah. it. And, uh, I'm, and again, like I said before, this is the movie where he quotes himself from The Matrix and yep. the Matrix quoted it. He quoted himself uh, from Bill and Ted. I think we, we are getting, you know, I, I, by the end of this podcast, I, I, I believe I will form a grand theory of Keanu Reeves and yeah, right. what, what it is about these three defining roles that he's played multiple times throughout his career. Yeah. Uh, and like the cycles. The, the cycles. Yes. The Keanu cycles. Exactly. So, um, so we have the Wick cycle. Uh huh. We have the Ted cycle. We have the Neo cycle. And the Neo cycle, yeah. The Ted cycle. The Ted cycle. <laughs> that one kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. No, it does. It's part, but it's important. Exactly. It is it's very early important. work, but it's important. But I, I, I'm happy to wrap this thing up. Let's, let's wrap bid, it. Let's bid our listeners a good night. Yeah. So, look, follow us on on Twitter and Instagram at Keanu Podcast. Uh, send us some emails. We want to hear from you guys. KeanuPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be back here next week. Next week, we are... We are leaping backward through time. Yes. yes. Back through the ages, to, through the cycles. To uh, Yeah, to the, the beginning of the first cycle, to the, <laughs> the beginning of the Ted cycle. We're, we're kicking back through the cycles, through we're, the layers. We're watching yeah. a movie that I bet you have never heard of before, be, even though it has three titles. <laughs> uh, title <laughs> Which one, makes you think you would have heard of it more, because yeah, there's right, more titles. Said it more. <laughs> title one is Flying. Yep. Title two is Dream to Believe. And title three... Teenage Dream. Yeah. Yep. It's a movie that uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu plays a teen in it, <laughs> and uh, and we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> so uh, we should figure out a good sign off for mm, this this podcast. Bye. Good night and good luck.